1: you have
0: an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much
2: at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com/do-go-on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
0: Welcome to Do Go On, the podcast where we do go on. I'm your host Matt Stewart with me as always is Jess Perkins. Hello
2: Matt.
0: Hey Jess, so good to be with you here today. You
2: nailed that.
0: Thank you so much. It's
2: been a little while since we've recorded.
0: It has and I don't normally do that bit. Uh, Dave does but he's not here. He's away and he won't tell us where but that's okay. He says he'll be back next week, and we look forward to seeing him. But in his stead, mm-hmm. we have the very fantastical...
3: Oh. Maybe maybe <laughs> am I going
0: too far to say the best in the biz? That's not too far at all. From Sans Pants Radio, it's Cass Page.
3: Oh, my oh God. it is very good to be with you here today as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for being in Dave's stead, yeah, if I'm using that term correctly.
3: it's It feels like pie, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, You're, yeah.
0: Because you, you filled in for Jess a few times uh, last month, so... Yep. Uh, you're you're becoming the fifth Beatle here. Mm. Oh yes, maybe even the sixth Beatle. I think Nick Mason claims fifth Beatle status. Yeah, I think
2: Who's he's the fourth. He's not going to give that
0: up. Uh, that's Ringo. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in.
0: Before we get stuck into the episode, we should tell people that we're doing some live podcasts at the or not at the but next to the Melbourne International <laughs> Comedy Festival in uh, March and April. Uh, At the European Beer Cafe, Sunday nights, and you should come along. You should.
3: You Um, absolutely should. Probably good if you do, actually.
0: Yeah, I think
2: it would be fantastic. I insist that you do. So, how about that?
3: You get rid of your Sunday scaries. That's a phenomenon I've learned about recently. Do you guys get the Sunday scaries?
0: I did as a kid. school gave me the... I hated... I don't know what it is, but I I, I did hate Sundays as a kid because of school, I think.
3: Yeah, I... Look, I've only ever seen it written down Mm. as Sunday Scary, so I think you're right.
1: Yeah, so if you get. I remember
0: everything about Sunday nights was so depressing. So I hated, for a long time, I hated Poirot type shows because that'd be on, you know, those Sunday night ABC shows. Oh, yeah. And now I kind of like them, they're comforting. But back then, I'm like, these are so fucking depressing. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah. Is that sorry? Is that what you yeah? Yeah,
3: yeah. So if you if you get the Sunday is a thing I just learned about, they, this is how to get rid of them. It's actually a cure. Yeah. You won't get the sun. You'll get the Sundays Comfortables. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: if you come to the live show.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Maybe you should come and do one of our live shows, Cass. Oh, I'll, I'll do talk it. to you about that. Off. <laughs> yeah. But, um,
2: Put it on the spot. I've been quiet this whole time because I've been trying to find the link so I could tell you the dates because I did not know. Um, it's all through April. Sunday the 3rd of April through till Sunday the 24th um, at, what time is it?
0: <laughs> I think it's 8.45. <laughs> 9.45. 9.45. 9.45? No, it ends at 9.45. 8.45. Oh, 8.45 to
2: 9.45. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. I just read the last number. Oh. This is why we let Dave do a lot of <laughs> this um, housekeeping stuff.
0: I reckon that's what people are there looking up the tickets They're like, I'm keen to go 9.45, 945 not is far too me. late on a
2: Sunday. It is. Um, I don't get the Sunday scaries, just to come back to that, because Sundays are my Friday. Uh, oh. Monday, Tuesdays are my weekend. So, Sunday's for me. Beautiful day. Love them. Big fan. Love yeah, a I mean, Sunday. That's gorgeous. I love a
0: Sunday as well. Always man. been a fan. It's just, really? Yeah, I great. think the
3: vibe... I think the thing that is scary for some people... I think the vibe is nice. Yes. I think... Sometimes I've recently had to do a thing where I make rest a thing I have to do. Yes. So then after I've rested, I feel very productive and it's tricked me into being able to take the appropriate amount of rest. And then on Sunday, I'm like, oh, God, got a lot of rested that day. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I nailed it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look how productive I was. I got so much rest. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't move from my bed for four straight hours. God. Just looking at TikToks. Look at me go. Recuperation. Brain
3: off. Body healing. That's
2: important. I think that's actually a smart way to do it. It's just sort of fat, is like in rest time.
3: It feels better than usual because yeah. you're like, time to rest. Today is a rest day and then every time you like, I don't know, take a small pleasure in a slow cup of tea, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> oh, God. I am un- so hard right now. <laughs> Unstartable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> removing the guilt of rest
3: yeah, that's yeah. You gamify rest <laughs> that's i good. just
0: mentioned tiktok i'm on tiktok now that's yes, your comedy, uh, hey! out, trying to do one a day it's hard and one i'm running out of ideas but <laughs>
3: that's so many
0: yeah Is well
2: it too if many
3: casts. you can tell him if it's if, too if many if you, if
0: you have a look you'll see the quality uh ebbs and flows
3: I'm going to have a herbs. look. I'm going to check it out. I don't think it's too many, uh, like, from a consumer standpoint, but from like, having I to another do... Another
0: minute of Matt? <laughs> I can't handle this.
3: No, I think it's good. It, probably every day, like, oh, yes, it's Matt time. <laughs> but yeah. I, if I were you, I would be like, oh, God, another? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it will become a burden. and I'll stop doing it soon. But uh, <laughs> um, while we're plugging Comedy Festival, Alistair Trombone, Birch and I are doing a show called... Honk honk, hubba hubba, ring a ding ding, mm-hmm. and it's on the second half of the festival, uh, and you can get tickets. There'll be links to all this stuff in the show notes. Come to come to both our podcast and my show, and you can also come. We're doing a quiz show as well, which yeah, uh, you can come to on Sunday nights. So Monday come, nights, Monday nights, mm-hmm. yeah. you can come, trip th- yourself. Come to all three, yeah. Yeah, do the trip. Yeah, bitch.
3: I think also I think nine forty five finish time is really nice because sometimes what I like to do is if something's on a bit late at night is I'll brush my teeth before I leave and oh. I'll wear the pajama clothes I can so then like as soon as you leave you go home and you like just enter bed straight That's away fantastic. oh my god
2: that is so smart oh
3: my god brush your teeth before you leave the house and then as soon as and it just it just makes you know when you get to the end of the night you're like oh okay I gotta drive home whatever it gets rid of all of the feeling of i have to go to bed because you are ready
0: yeah that's true if it's a just nighttime routine the only problem is pajamas under clothes. Beer, beer tastes weird after brushing your teeth but mm. apart from that, I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah!
3: See, in this scenario, I just drink water or like a peppermint tea, and just it, and then it's like my little secret for the night. I'm like, <laughs> my pajamas are under my clothes. I'm like, oh no oh one. No one ever knows these I'm suckers. So cheeky! So they don't even know how close to bed I am. I'm in
0: a room of fools.
3: They have no idea my night cream is on. <laughs> that is so good. I've learned so much from you already. Yeah. Today. <laughs> You're
2: we very were wise, five Cass. minutes in, and I'm like, oh, these are so many good ideas.
0: Hey Jess, mm. Cass hasn't done the show for a, a few weeks now. Do you reckon you could explain the concept to her and any new listeners?
2: Absolutely. I mean, we also haven't um, technically recorded for a while, so it would be a nice refresher for us too. What we do is one of the three of us goes away uh, re- Researches a topic, comes back, tells the other two all about it, who um, politely interrupt, go on tangents, and um, just generally fuck around a Always bit.
0: Always respectfully. Oh, th-
2: It's a respectful fuck around. Yeah. Beautiful. That's that's the do-go-on motto. <laughs> um, ooh, that would be a fun neon sign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a respectable fuck around. <laughs>
2: And we always start with a question. Respectable
0: reach around. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's different. That's, that's different. It's close, but different. Isn't, that, <laughs> isn't the language of English fun?
3: Isn't yeah. it beautiful? I like the difference between a boob job and a tit job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so similar on They're paper. On paper, words. but
2: very different. <laughs> really different. And it's important to to specify which one you <laughs> yeah. are requesting. I feel so bad
3: for anyone whose English is second or third. Yeah. One tit <laughs> job, please. <laughs> That felt good (laughs) (laughs) So
2: we always start with a question And my question is Convoluted to be honest Um, Which Hollywood star made her name In a film named after an illicit drug
3: I feel like you're not going to know who this person is so. So
0: let's go through some drugs Um Molly Molly Ringwald.
3: No, no, the film's named after that's him. right. Oh, okay. okay. Um, <laughs>
0: Imagine she was named after a drug. Um, <laughs> okay. Ecstasy. Is there a movie yes. called Ecstasy? Yes. Okay. Oh. Uh, and we've heard we haven't heard of this actor, so it's going to be hard to guess.
2: I don't think so, but she's like a she's a Hollywood classic. Like she's she's one of the stars of like. The 30s and 40s.
0: Oh, uh Betty Davis eyes.
2: Rita
3: Haywood.
0: No, you're thinking uh, like the
2: right kind of thing. Uh, first Jean name
0: Kelly. First name Hetty. Hetty oh, mm, Lamar.
2: Hedy Lamar,
0: that's oh, right. Oh, that's sick. That's yeah. fun.
2: She's had a really interesting life and she's been suggested by so many people. Um, like 20 people or something in the hat have suggested the life of Hetty Lamar. Um, so those people have suggested it. Alan, Peter Kay, Anna Cox, Emily uh, Denzel, Katrina, Sophie, Brandy, Lauren, Jess, Ruby, Grace, Maddie, Ari Katz. Emily Good. All those people have suggested the life of Emily Hedy Good, Lamar. Emily
0: Good. She's Emily Good. Emily Good, Emily Good. Ah, she's Emily Good.
2: Do you know much? I mean, you knew the name. Do you know much about Hedy Lamarr? I, I mean, mean, you were alive at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, spent some time with Hedy. Um, <laughs> uh, the phrase "Hetty days, that was after her. Ah. Oh, they were Hedy days. Ah. They were just like... Yeah, that some people for a little while said Lamari days, but Hetty uh, took off more. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know that she was a badass. She was an act. She was like a multi threat.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Not, it's
0: not just an acting story. <laughs> yeah. She did some pretty interesting other things, which I can hardly remember. But yeah. Um,
2: Cass, is
3: it a name that rings a bell for you at all? Yeah, it's just a little tinkle in the back of my yeah, mind. The yeah. name is very familiar, and I think it's because it's a very cool name. It's such a good name. Well, her her like birth name is
2: Hedwig Eva <laughs> Maria Keisler. Yeah, Kaisler? Right. Yeah. Hedwig. Hedwig. Uh, first Hedwig I ever heard of.
3: Harry Alan. Potter's Alan. Owl. Know, yeah. <laughs> this is only it's the not second. Harry Potter's Hedwig. Giant?
2: No.
0: No.
3: That's no, Hagrid.
0: Oh. Hagrid is are the. Are the they hell? Hell? I mean, you've got all the names in the world. J.K. Potter, J.K. Rowling. Rolling. Why are you picking Hedwig and Hagwig?
3: <laughs> Hagrid. <laughs>
0: oh, had, okay. Well, that's yeah. pretty good.
3: That, Hagrid, that's Hedwig. That's different enough, I guess. Hermione. Yep. A lot of people I knew growing up had never read the name Hermione before, so everyone called her Hermione. 100% may as <laughs> well. Yeah. I was a Hermione child. I did
2: not know the name Hermione.
3: No, and I wasn't going to learn.
2: No, God, no. <laughs> I've
0: never heard of another Hermione. It oh. sounds like she opened the big book of names and yeah. landed on page H. Yeah, <laughs> And she said, that'll do.
2: That'll do. I'll have a look around here. Harry. Oh, my God. There's another oh, one. Jeez, There's so well, many. Who does he play? Hon Heasley. Hon <laughs> Heasley. <Ponny, laughs> Professor yeah. Humbledore. Um, Heiko <laughs> Malfoy. <laughs> hobby. <laughs> I love Hobby. <laughs>
0: hobby the house elf.
2: That's right. So, yeah, Hedwig Eva Maria Keisler. She was born in Vienna in 1914, the only child of Gertrude and Emil Keisler. Um, as a child, she was interested in two different hobbies, <laughs> not the elf.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Both of which were a little unusual for the time. She was fascinated by gadgets and at the age of five, she pulled apart a music box and put it back together just to see how it worked. And she was also interested in acting and was fascinated by theatre and film throughout her life she would pursue both these interests but the praise and attention would always be focused on just one so her parents were fairly wealthy they lived in a in like what was described as like the really cultured and arty kind of area of vienna it's like a very cool um cool kind of neighborhood they took their daughter to the opera the theater to art galleries at school she excelled in science particularly chemistry and film historian janine basinger said in a different era, she may very well have become a scientist. At the very least, it was an option that was derailed by her beauty. Yeah.
0: Uh. Too distracting for been the other th- scientists. Been
3: yeah. there, right? And <laughs> too we'll sexy for the lab. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, yeah, right? I know.
0: The rats just won't, you know, how do you do A B testing when the rats are all looking at you all the time? <laughs> they
3: staring at you like panting. Yeah. Was <laughs> it a rat
2: pet. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I mean,
0: I have. That's why I don't do science.
2: <laughs> I know. Your science days, people are like, can you take that lab coat <laughs> off? <laughs> you're, you're covering <laughs> up a little too much. <laughs> I know. No, it's not fair because you just wanted to do science.
0: Yeah, I just wanted a science. I
2: know. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: When I missed the year, what 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 era are we talking? She here? was born in 1914.
2: 1914. Oh, oh, good good year. on her. Yeah, <laughs> good on her. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: well like, done. I I love that it's been worded that her interests were acting, you know, a hobby and career and gadgets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Would it be? Is that I don't know? Is that engineering or something? Yeah, like I guess so.
2: Yeah, she was like very interested in like how things worked. Her father was like. Um, in a nice twist on a Hollywood classic story, her dad's actually a lovely man. Aww. Parents are really lovely. She has a great relationship with her parents. She's treated well. Um, you know, you don't hear that a lot with the um, the Hollywood icons. Yeah. It's usually, oh, dad, terrible person. But her dad was lovely and he, um, like, they'd go for walks together and he would sort of be pointing out things around and, like, how and explaining how
3: those
0: things There's work. There's a tree that uh, yeah. <laughs> grows from the ground.
2: It's crazy. It's got, like,
3: roots
0: She's in it. She's got the
2: notepad yeah. out. (laughs)
1: Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh.
3: It looks the same up top as it does down below, but smaller. (laughs) Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty crazy. Anyway, that's a traffic light.
2: Don't know how that works. (laughs) So, yeah, so she was sort of interested in, like, the science, how things worked, engineering, I suppose, um, and also the theatre. So, yeah, this is something that was basically that happened for her whole life. Her beauty gets in the way of potential, of her potential in other areas, and it means that her achievements are brushed over and the focus is always on her looks.
0: Oh, my God. Kindred spirit. I know.
2: I knew, This is why I chose it. I yeah. knew you would, like, relate to this.
0: Just why can't people focus on my achievements? <laughs> yeah.
2: And you have so many, yes, and yes, you're gorgeous,
0: yeah, which is fine, but not my value. Exactly Can right, I say that?
2: absolutely, of yeah. course, and yeah, for any beautiful people listening, which
0: is all of you, all of
2: you, it's mm. fine to be beautiful. It's it's so okay. Don't feel yeah. bad about being drop dead gorgeous. The world's I felt changing. A long There's a space time. for you. Yeah. There's a space for us. Make
0: space for <laughs> us, beauty beauties.
2: Yeah, we say that from within that space. Yeah. We say, oh, hey, yeah. come into the space of the beautiful people. Yeah, well, we're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and so. We want to we want to include others and say, hey, it's okay to be beautiful, and you don't have to be ashamed of that. It's not your value still, but it definitely adds to your value.
3: Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> we're better yeah. than other people.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we're better than the yeah <laughs> But I'm just sick of, it's all people want to hear. I've got other interests, okay? It's so
3: hard because it's like, these are my interests, these are what I put effort into every day, and I can't help being stunning. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I can do about that. I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, stunning again. I try not to do my hair and it falls perfectly. Yeah. Like, what about, I I can't put more effort than I do into my hobbies. I know. Into being approachable. Exactly. Like, what, you have to dull your shine for other people?
0: I've tried. I know. I've yeah. rubbed myself in dog shit, Anna. <laughs> People, <laughs> People are like, oh, go, oh, that's,
3: that that's you a beautiful cologne? scent. Where <laughs> 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 can I get it. it? Looks great on you. Thank you. You wear it well. Damn yeah. it. I could never. <laughs> oh, I that's could what
2: have. they say. That's what they say. They all say that. So at the age of twelve, she won a beauty contest in Vienna, and by her
3: mid-teens, it just by walking past, yeah, she was just she,
2: they just saw her and was like, "You win." Um, by her mid-teens, she was taking acting classes, and one day she forged a note from her mother and went to Sasha Film. It was the largest film production company, and she was able to get herself hired as a script girl, which today would be called a script supervisor, but back then, <laughs> script girl. Uh. Mm. Um, <laughs> So within they
3: realised it required skills, so yeah, like, girls couldn't do it anymore. Yeah.
2: Oh, we've got to call this a supervisor. Because some boys were like, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't mind being a script girl. <laughs> um, within no time, she was being used as, as an extra in films, like 1930s Money on the Street. I love... I. I She's been in so many films, and I won't read every single film title, but I love olden day
0: film titles.
2: Mm. And I know that film titles of today will sound ridiculous in the future, but back then they were fun. They had some good titles, yeah. you know? Snakes on really? a Plane. Yeah. It
0: like, sounds normal now.
2: No <laughs> Time to Die is going to sound kind of funny. It yeah. already does sound a bit funny. Um, All the
0: Bond ones are confusing. Yeah. I have to think about them so many times yeah. to understand what the yeah. fuck what they're do, talking what about. What do you
2: mean by that? <laughs> Casino Royale. <laughs> what what, what does it, that
1: mean? Crack the code, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, she had a small sm- speaking part in 1931's "Storm in a Water Glass." I like oh, that that's oh, I love that. That's a good one. I like that very much. Next, she took to the stage after producer Max Reinhardt then cast her in a play entitled "The Weaker Sex." Bit of fun. I wonder who that was about. Uh. <laughs>
0: Guys have copped it for so long. So yeah. that was a movie about men. Yeah. Well, I mean, look.
2: Look at those tiny little arms you got. <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> <laughs> um, weaker brain? What, 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 um, what should I say is weaker?
0: In men?
3: Yeah. <sighs> Hips couldn't bear another body. Oh my God, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you thought of something. <laughs> I was battling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nothing like nothing.
0: So strong. I'm trying to be funny and fun, but I c- honestly can't think of anything. <laughs> men are worse at than women. <laughs> I'd love to. As a feminist, I know you would. I know. Yeah. So the thing that I want to do more than anything is lift you up, but
3: and its, but it's will be so easy for you to do. do. So strong. <laughs> yeah.
0: strong. I couldn't
2: lift us up. Oh no, no with these tiny little arms.
1: No, I'm so
2: Reinhardt was so impressed with her that he brought her with him back to Berlin with promises of training and roles in his productions.
3: Sounds normal. Was she 12? Uh,
2: yeah, she's like, oh, by this time, she's maybe 15, 16. Oh, yeah, normal, 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 normal stuff. Normal, normal stuff. stuff. Back
0: then, 16 was like 102.
2: It's the 30s, you know. They didn't live long. you got to just get into life.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to get on a plane with a man.
2: Get on a plane with a man. Go to a
3: different country. He's going he's gonna to train you. He's going to put you in his place. Yeah. And you should always believe a stranger.
2: What more would you want?
3: But that didn't even really happen.
2: Instead, she she did go with him to Berlin, but she met a Russian theater producer named Alexis Gronofsky, who cast her in his film di- directorial debut... The Trunks of Mr. O.F.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh. The Trunks of Mr. O.F. Came out in
0: 1931. Trunks as in bathers.
2: Hard to say. Didn't look up the synopsis of that one. Hmm. Um,
0: or, is, or is Mr. O.F. an elephant? Or a tree. A double-headed elephant? Oh, yeah, it could be a tree.
2: I reckon it's probably a tree.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Double-headed or tree. If it's underwear and he's Mister OnlyFans and he was oh, who invented it. Oh, that actually <laughs> makes sense. <more> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that actually
2: makes way more sense. Yeah, that's got to be it. It's got to be underwear, Mister OnlyFans. Yeah, it's this. love it's how the m- of Onlyfans. movie
0: titles are so long back then, but yeah. they're abbreviating the name to OF. The
2: tr the trunks of Mister Oliver Finch. You know, yeah. like whatever. The fantabulous yeah, just trunks. It. <laughs> <laughs> The next year, she was given the lead role in a comedy called No Money Needed. It's a bit of fun. But the role that really put her on the map was in 1933, when 18-year-old Hetty was given the lead role in the erotic romantic drama film, Ecstasy. The film is about a young woman who marries a wealthy but much older man. After abandoning her brief, passionless marriage, she meets a young engineer who becomes Her lover. It's one of the first non-pornographic movies to portray, portray sexual intercourse and female orgasm, although never showing more than the actors' faces. But that was enough back then to That's ruffle some feathers. Big, yeah. They, sh-
0: they showed faces. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting a little hot under the collar just thinking about faces. Yeah,
2: it was essentially shots of like, and and she, and I think I, I talk about it later anyway. But she's, um, she's, it's, it's it scenes that she's shot by herself. Um, like the, it's not an actual sex scene, but it's mm. kind of implied. And back then, that was enough for it to be too scandalous. Is Mister yeah.
0: O F like like the O face? I
2: guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh fuck! It's probably <laughs> that. I think
0: <laughs> Mister Oh fuck you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's how Australians have sex. Okay, don't mock our culture. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh. oh, Matt, please, we're at work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
3: what that's what is rooting here. So if you're an international yeah. listener, if you hear someone talking about rooting, that's what it that's is. That's our cultural practice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. It's,
0: oh it's yeah, stunning. you're so good at rooting. Oh yeah, oh, root me yeah. so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, root me right there. That's it. That's no, the stuff to root me in.
2: Nobody okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody use spoof As in the act of coming Ah, uh, the verb spoof yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always just been the Keep rooting me I'm so close to <laughs> doing a spoof
0: <laughs> That's more what you would yeah, say Yeah, that's more what I'm used to
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, apparently I read the I read a bit of the synopsis Of, of the film of ecstasy She marries this older guy And then uh, they don't consummate the marriage and uh, he just he, like, he doesn't have sex with her and she's like, well, fuck you then. Um, and so she, she leaves. So it was, the film was controversial in some countries because of the scenes in which Lamar is running and swimming naked and the orgasm scene, which again is not an orgasm scene by today's standards. It's a woman's face. But <laughs> that was enough. Mm. Anyway, I should say as well, by this time, at this time she's um, being uh, credited as I think just Hetty Keisler. Lamar comes later. Ooh. Um, After a Vatican journalist attended screening at Venice Film Festival, Pope Pius... fuck should have looked it up. What's XI?
1: 11.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Pope Pope Pius XI denounced the film in the Vatican newspaper. And as a result, none of the Italian distributors bought the rights for distribution. In Germany, the film was banned and only released in 1935 with edited scenes. So it was like... It was big. The film and the controversy surrounding it made Hetty an international household name almost overnight, mm-hmm. and not necessarily in a good way. It was more infamous, I think. Yeah. But she was definitely
0: then known. It's bad influence on the children, that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 talk about how we make children. But oh, you know, can't yeah, go have any of
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Frustratingly, Hetty said that the sex scenes in the film were scenes she filmed alone, like I was saying before, and it was cut to portray an implied sex scene. Um, but then – and same with some of, like, the the nude scenes where she's sort of, like, she's swimming in a river or lake or something and then she's running through, um, you know, the wilderness kind of. She's running and she's naked. She she says she was told that they were using, like, a long lens and it would be, like, you wouldn't see anything and, mm. um, and that she sort of felt quite pressured into it. And I, I believe that she felt quite pressured into it, but a lot of other people who t- had turned down the role said there's no way – she w- would have taken the role and, and accepted it not knowing that. Like, it was very clear from the beginning that there would be nudity. And so they're sort of like, mm, you knew. But at the same time, she was young and felt pretty pressured into it, which isn't Yeah,
0: right. So they're only showing the face and sex scenes, but do it, there's full nudity elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's like full frontal. I think, she's, I think you see a bit of butt.
0: Oh, my God. Um, Don't tell me they're showing ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty scandalous.
3: I mean, I can, I can see if, like, you read somewhere that there's going to be nudity in the film and then if she was seriously considering the role asking about it, they're like, oh, from far away.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So it's it's a bit of a... It's obviously, it's
2: still not okay if she feels like she was pressured into, you know... Um, if she
3: thought she was going into one thing and then it turns out not to be sure. that. For sure, Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, she
2: returned to the Vienna. The cameraman's
0: like standing right on her. He's I like, thought
2: this was... No, 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 but no. it's a very wide lens. It's a wide
0: lens. <laughs> this looks like... This is how it works. This yeah. looks like I'm over there. Honestly,
2: I this lens is actually getting stuff happening back here. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy, honestly. <laughs> I'm actually in this shot. Uh, yeah. And I'm behind the camera. It's, it's, these cameras are so good.
3: It's the 30s, babe.
0: <laughs> Things are actually pretty good.
2: Come
3: on, babe. You love
0: gadgets. <laughs> it's almost I c- the 30s again. <gasps>
3: Ooh, oh, bring back nudity oh on the God. screen.
0: Do <laughs> you think?
2: Yeah, I think, I think it's time. Yeah. Not just yet. We'll wait till oh, we've 33. Got, yeah, we've got, we've got years. 11 years. And then nudity. Oh, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every movie, everyone naked. So she returns to Vienna, her reputation not so desirable at this point, and much to the anger of her father for the role she'd played as well. He was pretty disappointed in her. Her first thought was not humiliation or sadness, but determination. She said to herself, Well I'll show them. Which I think is kinda cool. She already did. did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's <was laughs> like fun. look no you've already shown me enough yeah. well Thank I'll show you, them Hattie. no
2: I'd rather you didn't I'd rather you did how we show got them. into this mess <laughs> so she just got back to work she won praise and accolades from critics for her performance in a play about Empress Elizabeth of Austria I've read that the play was called Sissy but hetty herself referred to the play as being called Elizabeth of Austria but regardless it was a, a play that um was very well received it was she um you know had standing ovations and stuff people Critics loved her. Uh, It was a big success for the play and for Hetty herself. Admirers sent roses to her dressing room and audiences gave standing ovations at the end of the play. One particularly persistent admirer was a man named Frederick or Fritz Mandel. He was an Austrian military arms merchant and munitions manufacturer who was reputedly the third richest man in Austria. He was 14 years her senior and did not win the approval of Hetty's parents because of his ties to Italian fascist leader Benito Mussolini, and later, German Fuhrer Adolf Hitler.
0: Sounds like a real catch, this (laughs) guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But Hetty was headstrong, and she was like, whatever, Mum and Dad, I'm going to marry him, which is exactly what she did in 1933. Um, The couple lived in a castle in Vienna. Oh, she. Okay, he I, s- t- I like see what
3: she sees.
0: <laughs> is she, like, she's not seeing any sort of like arch-villain sort of vibes, living in a car- castle, He's like mates with Mussolini and Hitler. <laughs> I guess they probably weren't the seen as Mussolini and Hitler as we see them now yet in the yeah, early true. 30s, early still. 30s they were probably were showing
3: some tendencies yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. I'm gonna say not a not great guys. Yeah. Red flags,
2: at least. <laughs> Big time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so uh yeah, that they lived in their castle in Vienna and Hetty served as an arm piece for her husband, essentially. She was a trophy
0: wife. He was an arms dealer.
2: Yeah, and she was an armpiece. <laughs> um Yeah, so they would like host banquets and lavish parties for um the Italian and German dictators. Some people said like, no, Hitler was never there, but um, Miss definitely was.
0: This uh, I, I, this has like very quickly changed the vibe how I've seen her so far.
2: It's going to change a few more times. Okay, Aww.
0: oh, I love a few flips and flops. It's
2: kind of crazy. Um, it says a lot about. <laughs> Mandel's character that both his father and Hetty's parents were from Jewish families, yet he continued to rub shoulders and sell weapons to the Nazis. Hmm. Hetty had to accompany her husband to business meetings, events, parties, and was essentially just there to be beautiful. Not surprisingly, she was bored out of her mind. She was a very intelligent woman, but, like, she was – everybody who met her and and describes her is like – she would walk into a room and everybody would stare at her. Like, she Hmm. was stunning.
0: Yeah, right. Which Would is, you looking at a photo of her now? Is, is, can you see that, or because times change with that? I No, times
2: or. change and like different fashions and stuff change. There's a few. Oh, she is. She's gorgeous. She's stunning. And like the little clips I've seen um, of her acting and stuff, she's she's quite captivating. I I get it. I remember watching Breakfast at Tiffany's and being like, oh, I get the Audrey Hepburn thing. Like she's captivating. Um, So she's really, really beautiful. But it's very funny because especially early on, like the fashion at the time was super thin eyebrows that didn't quite sit where eyebrows should. And they also went like too long down the side of the face. And Ah. that's all I could focus on (laughs) in those early shots. I was like, "Ah, what's going on there? So I I couldn't tell for a while. But once they sorted out the eyebrows thing, I'm like, yeah, you're beautiful. So her marriage to Fritz was a, a fairly toxic one. She found him to be controlling um, and prevented her from pursuing her acting career. And she's only eighteen at the time; like, she's her acting career's only just started. Wait, right.
3: wait, wait, the guy who's friends with Hitler and Mussolini was controlling. <laughs> I know that's so like, weird. How you just can't could pick she him? have known? You, there's no way. I know.
2: Oh, and back then, you didn't date for as long. You didn't live together first. You know, the you don't get as many chances to see these red flags, like <laughs> from the guy who sells. Weapons to Hitler. Yeah. You just don't know. <laughs> um, he was extremely unhappy about the um, simulated sex scene in Ecstasy, and reportedly spent two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, which is about four and a half million now, in an unsuccessful attempt to suppress the film by purchasing every existing print. He tried to buy every copy of the film so that nobody would see it. Oh my! Four God. and a half That's... million dollars.
0: That's uh, that's pretty weird. Yeah,
1: it's super weird. <laughs> I love,
0: I love you for your you. acting and everything you You're do. So and your talent. And your yeah. B- but I don't want anyone else to see
1: it. Oh, uh, yeah, to see
3: that's, that's actually talent. for me only. Also, <laughs> have a lot of money from the royalties, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very strange. Four and a half million dollars to suppress her work. It didn't work either. Like, where do you keep him?
3: Yeah, that's a good. Point. That's a physical copy. Back in he's the got day, a it, you, you got a
2: castle. <laughs> <laughs> surely he's got <laughs> he's a few rooms. He's got <laughs> the porno rooms. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few spare rooms. He could just stack them up.
0: So were they together when that film was made? Was uh,
2: no, 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 no.
0: So, so it all happened They very got married, quickly.
3: and then he's like, "Oh wait, Hang no, on that's a that's second. mine. No yeah. one else is allowed to look. I'm inventing <laughs> NFT. <laughs> that's
0: my ankle.
2: Yeah, he essentially like, um, she was on his radar when she was in the play and was getting a lot of praise and attention, which wasn't long after the film. But, yeah, it all happens very, very quickly. You know, there was no... It was short courtships back then. The
0: 13-year age difference is a lot lot bigger when... I didn't realise she was 18 still. Yeah, and he's in his 30s. It's basically double double her age. It's weird. I mean, maths, it's not quite right, maths-wise, but...
1: It's Basically double. Basically double. Basically triple, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. (laughs)
2: He was, um, yeah, immensely jealous and possessive is of his wife. Eventually, I'm, t- I'm
0: starting to turn on this guy. Do you reckon? Yeah.
2: Well, hang on. He might just win <laughs> you over. No, he definitely won't. He's a piece of shit. Um, eventually, he, he like barely even allowed her to be in the room with other men because she was so beautiful and she would be looked at.
0: Yeah. Well, so, it's like you,
2: you marry oh. her to be beautiful... Next to you, so other people are looking at you and going, wow, he's got a beautiful wife. And then you're like, hang on a second, she's too
0: beautiful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tone down some of that beauty. Everyone's looking at you. Like like like
0: that uh, was the point. That was the point. Be, might be some underlying issues with Fritz.
3: Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of, have you seen people online talk about how the phenomenon, I don't know if it's super common, but... Like, a guy will, like, be really attracted to a girl who, like, is going through a hoe phase and, like, dressing real provocatively and having the best time of her life. And then they get together and he's like, well, you can't dress like that anymore. She's like, but... Yeah. <laughs> but but I that's... thought you liked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I can't dress like that? That was me. And that's what you liked. Yeah. And now I'm not allowed to. I did see a great tweet. It was, it was like... Yeah, I don't mind if my girl dressed like a hoe. That's why I like her. She's a hoe. I knew that when I met her. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, very yeah, supportive and beautiful. But yeah, those
2: those are the same kind of guys that then go like, well, you can't dress like that. The thing that attracted me to you. Oh yeah. But now that you're dressing down, you're kind of gross to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's it? Explain. Explain what you did. You, look, <laughs> you, you did look, something
2: wrong. You look yucky.
3: Yeah. Why do I fuck look, that? Fucky. Yucky. Um, why now that I've asked you to dress all modest, you're reminding me of my mom. Yeah. And now you should do my dishes. Yeah. Thoughts. <laughs> Thoughts about relationship transitions. I'm not attracted to you anymore. Oh. Clean my
2: house. <laughs> <laughs> Same kind of guys. Those are the red flags. Those are the red flags, ladies. Yeah, also
3: that's if they're selling weapons to Nazis. That's another that – yeah. yeah, we should probably keep that from this one. That was also a bad thing. That was quite a big red flag. Yeah. I think she probably should have seen that,
2: even though she was young. Um, so he, he even had, like, maids listening on her phone calls to make sure she wasn't up to anything, and he was constantly <laughs> paranoid that she was having an affair. She, she wrote, I knew very soon that I could never be an actress while I was his wife. He was the absolute monarch in his marriage. I was I was like a doll – I was like a thing, some object of art which had to be guarded and imprisoned, having no mind, no life of its own. Um, And I think the death of her father in 1935 also made her think a lot about what she wanted from her life and the freedom that she was longing for. So in 1937, she decided to leave her husband and her country. But you can't just leave a man like Fritz Mandel easily. You have to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy to just be like, hey, Fritz, Um, we've tried. You know? Yeah,
0: this sounds like that would be scary because yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he sounds like a psycho. Yeah.
2: So, what she did is they were hosting a dinner party one night and uh, Hetty was sort of like, you know, involved in uh, hiring the, um, the help, you know. So, she p- purposely chose a maid that had similar features to her. She swapped clothes with the maid, <laughs> put on her coat, which she'd sewn all of her jewelry into the lining of, <laughs> got on a bike and fled. Oh. One thing I read was that she, like, she put sleeping powder in a tea and swapped teas with the maid, sort of drugged her and took her clothes. Oh. That sounds a bit worse. I'm not that's 100% awful. sure if that's what she did. but is,
0: uh, and, uh,. So Fritz and the the maid lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> he know. He never noticed. I don't <laughs>
2: know what happened back at Fritz Manor or whatever the castle's called. What, Hang what, on. What does that even?
3: <laughs> this is not my beautiful one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really sure what happened for the maid. David Byrne was there, and yeah. that's when
0: he went, and that's <laughs> how he got in the inspiration for that song.
2: It's pretty amazing. Anyway, this so is y- not my beautiful <laughs> castle. <laughs> So she flees. She takes all her jewellery with her. And she gets out. Her, friend, her parents had friends in London, so that's where she chose to go. Um, and while she was there in London, she, she sort of spent a couple of months figuring out what her next moves would be. And she met with Louis B. Mayer of uh, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Uh,
0: Louis B. Mayer. Oh. Uh,
2: Louis B. Mayer. <laughs> Louis <laughs> B. Mayer <laughs>
0: making movies. Louis B. Mayering. Head <laughs> of that bit.
2: Louis Nailed. B. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer studio. and.
3: Hey, was he the lion? yes oh sick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
2: the line
0: we talked about him i think in the wizard of oz episode
3: probably yeah
0: but yeah i forget there's some confusing thing about that history there like yeah he wasn't actually i can't remember but can't there was remember. some confusing thing
2: well he was in europe scouting for talent but essentially what he was actually there to buy up all the actors who were fleeing nazi germany
0: <laughs> <laughs> Buy them.
2: Yeah, like buying them up, putting them on contracts, bringing them back to the States, and then you've just got them. Because back then, and I think it still happens a little bit, but it's quite different now. But you, you were sort of like, you were on a contract with a particular movie studio. Yeah, you
0: get the, and they were brutal deals. Like, they yeah. wouldn't make much money. They'd be the star. It took a while for the, for like the actors to group together and yeah, take some of the power yeah. back.
3: Yeah. Because it was more like, uh, it was like doing a day job pretty much. it would be like, cool, so you work at the studio. Yeah. You do the acting. Um, millions of what you want adore you. You don't get any more money. Bye. Yeah, exactly okay. right. Finish it. You contract. You get an hourly wage. <laughs> yeah, turn up at seven and um, we'll have a
2: movie for you. Um, <laughs> we're writing it now. And uh, yeah, we'll churn that out. And then, uh, yeah, uh, see you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So he was just there like scouting, getting all these people who were desperate. And so would probably except pretty low wages. Um, he offered her a contract with MGM, paying $125 a week. She turned him down. She was like, not enough. <laughs> Bitch, I was I, just living in a castle. You
1: know, I just came from a castle.
3: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: so. I
2: was just living in a castle. I'm not taking 125 a week. She knows her worth, and I like that.
3: What's that equivalent to in today's terms? Well, that's a
2: good question. Not sure.
3: I mean, it's not nothing. It seems like... A fa- yeah, I like mean, a I want to have a look. If like two hundred and
2: eighty grand was four and a half million now,
0: yeah, so it'd be thousands a week. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Movie stars make can make you know millions.
3: Exactly, yeah, but yeah.
0: It's right. a lot.
3: So, so I don't know if it keeping up her castle lifestyle. Yeah, so her, she, she her turns
2: movie,
0: it down. Her the first run of movies, they were all Austrian movies, were they?
3: Yeah,
2: or like um, uh, yeah, in in various parts of of Europe, there right. was a few different ones there. Yeah, but she's not in Hollywood yet. Instead, so she turns him down and then she books herself a ticket for the SS Normandy, the ship that Maya was taking back to New York. She just puts herself on the same ship.
0: Uh, she, yeah, she should have been attracted to the SS. She loves, <laughs> loves that world.
2: <laughs> on board the ship, she, was, she made sure to accidentally bump into him around. Oh, oh hello, Mr. Maya, nice to see you. On the second night of the voyage, she put on her finest ball gown and walked through the dining room. Every eye in the room was glued to Hetty. Her beauty capturing everyone's attention. By the end of the night, she had a contract for five hundred a week. Ah. <laughs> She's just like, like look, like everybody's looking at me.
0: This ball gown just paid for itself. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah which, did she did she sew a ball gown into her jacket?
2: Yeah. Is I not? don't know how she had it, mm. but like she she was staying in a pretty modest cabin on the ship. Like she, but she was she was looking wealthy without actually being wealthy. She had
0: time to. Spend some of her jewels on a ball gown,
3: oh, probably Oh yeah, 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 she had jewels,
2: yeah. And they were like, yeah, they would have been good jewels. So yeah. selling those, Nazi kept jewels. <laughs> <laughs> You'd want to get rid of those. So okay. she, yeah,
0: she's still technically married to Fritz.
2: I think so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting. I wonder if that if if he tracks her down or anything because she's not she's hardly hiding. Yeah, she's hiding in plain sight. Really, it
2: seems like he kind of let her go.
0: Right. Like well yeah I didn't I he didn't never figured about. it out. <laughs> the maid he's still with the maid to this she, wa- day She comes up all groggy And he's like, Hetty
3: Where you been, what you been, baby? And she's like,
0: my name's not Hetty like, jeez, have you had a hit your head or something? And
3: No, nah, she and looks around <laughs> at the castle and it's like, yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I love you <laughs> Have you hit your Hetty or something?
2: <laughs> I had to, sorry So anyway, yes. Yeah, so she's got this $500 a week contract Maya was the one who persuaded her to change her name to distance herself from her real identity and the ecstasy lady.
1: <laughs>
2: you don't want to be known as that. And that reputation. So as an homage to silent film star Barbara Lamar, Maya's wife suggested Hetty Lamar.
0: Barb Lamar, that's a great name.
2: Barbara Lamar was like LA Space. M A Double R. Ah. Hetty is all one word.
0: That's French for the mar The
2: The-mar. Barbara, the Marth. <laughs> 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 so Maya took Hedy Lamarr to Hollywood in 1938, began promoting her as the world's most beautiful woman.
0: Like in a circus? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on,
1: Adam. <laughs> Um,
2: What's very impressive about this part of her life as well is that she barely spoke any English at the time. She'd learnt enough phrases to sort of convince him to take her on and that was it.
3: I love that.
2: Yeah. So and by the time the boat arrives in New York, word had spread of her arrival, and crowds of reporters were there to interview and photograph Hedy Lamar.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. So, someone who and a name that had been invented on the way. Yeah. And was sort of unknown.
3: Yeah. How That's did they get the info off the boat? It was the old times. Uh, telegraph. You could do telegraphs Pigeons. on boats. On a boat? Yeah. The Titanic had telegraphs on it, didn't it? Really? I reckon wow.
0: surely. I've no idea, but yeah, that makes thought
3: sense. thought had to go through chords. Yeah, I don't
2: know. But that's actually. wild that they would even the be like... I'm thinking of the film Titanic. Oh. They were definitely doing something, weren't they? You could yeah, weren't they doing Morse code? Yeah. But how, how'd that work? Don't at me. I don't care enough. <laughs> and by the time you tweet at me to tell me, I've forgotten this. <laughs> and I'll say, okay, whatever. So don't at me. <laughs>
0: the, uh, yeah, So Maybe you sent a letter. Fuck how
2: they send letters.
0: <laughs> pigeon. So what... Maybe
3: this I'm just going to believe pigeon.
0: Why? Like what? They've Louis B. May is just so um, well known as a star maker or something that yeah. he's gone. I've got the next biggest star in the world. You better get here. Is that a, that's all it could have been?
3: Yeah, think. Absolutely. Hey, it's your cousin. You know that new lady you've been looking for.
1: Get a load of this.
0: You're
2: just holding the phone. I can just hear people talking in the background. <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me. Um.
0: That's how beautiful she was, you could hear it.
2: You could hear it. <laughs> I found this quote on a um uh like a movie trivia website. I think it's wikipedia.org. Oh,
0: great. Oh,
2: it's got heaps of like movie trivia and stuff. It's really cool, quite comprehensive actually. Okay, I'll have
0: to check it out. Wikimedi- what? Wikipedia. What
2: wikipedia.org. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's pretty fun. Um like any movie you could think of, it's it's probably on there.
0: You all of them. You're such a computer whiz. Mm. You find these great websites.
2: Mm. Yeah. No, I am. And I do. Do you also love gadgets? Fuck, I love gadgets. <laughs> I love to know how things work, you know? Not
3: the, the Telegraph or the Titanic, <laughs> though. No. no. tell me about <laughs> it. I don't
2: care. Um, So this is a quote. It says, Mail loans Lamar to producer Walter Wagner, who was making Algiers uh, in 1938. It was about a notorious... French jewel thief hiding in the labyrinth native quarters of Algiers known as the Casbah. Feeling imprisoned by his self-imposed exile, he is drawn out of hiding by a beautiful French tourist who reminds him of happier times in Paris. That's nice.
0: And she is a jewel thief, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: She'll she was also well.
3: imprisoned a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So she could really relate to this role.
2: Lamar was cast as the lead opposite Charles Boyer. Uh, the film created a national sensation and Hetty was billed as an unknown but well-publicised Austrian actress, <laughs> which created anticipation <laughs> in audiences. They were like, who's it going to be? Oh, a well-publicised but unknown. And yeah, what is, that feels that's like fun. an oxymoron. Well, according to one viewer, when her face first appeared on the screen, Everyone gasped. <laughs> Lamar's beauty literally <laughs> took took one's breath away.
0: It's so I can't
3: imagine. I want to see her.
0: Like, who's the hottest person in the world now? I know. I don't know. I can't, I can't picture anyone taking my breath away. No,
2: that's so. Like I just. It's so, it's so strange, isn't it? I mean, it's like, but it's this universal thing. Like, it happens throughout her entire life, all through her career. And so many people talk about how, like, you would see her on screen or you would see her in person and just, like, you you could not not look at her. And I just can't do, relate to that. Do we
0: just see more faces now? We're just used maybe. to seeing hot people more. I mean, maybe it's because we are hot people. We look in the mirror. We yeah, see hot people we every, see every
2: day. Every day. And, <laughs> true. And I'm, And it doesn't take my breath away.
0: But back then the people would just see the people they live with, the people at work
2: and I wonder Is if Is that it? Yeah, maybe and they're,
0: and they're all poor and so therefore <laughs>
2: ugly. <they're> poor, ugly.
0: <laughs> Not like us. I rich don't have and that, hot. That <laughs>
2: Hollywood hundred and twenty five dollars a week to mm. make them beautiful. I'm thinking about like, okay, the the actors, let's say, Hollywood people that I find attractive. I think I find them attractive because they're either funny or like they're good looking, but mm. I like their them as a person too. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it?
3: I like. I believe that no one's lying, and I. I just want to experience it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just want to. I want to get just completely like. Oh no! Yeah. I just.
0: I don't. I feel like it's not possible anymore.
3: Yeah, I want someone to walk into a room and me just like jaw drop.
2: I want to yeah. gar- I want to audibly gasp at someone's beauty. And I, I, I think that's too much to ask in, in this day and age, which is very disappointing. That's so sad.
0: I want to audibly spoof <laughs> when someone <laughs> walks into the room. What
1: does that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's very old spoof, dusty. <laughs> it's
2: been a while since anybody's taken your spoof away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Take my spoof Poof away. away.
1: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so
0: glad that Cass basically gave me permission to go to places like that by yeah. saying spoof earlier.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. If you're feeling uh, like you hate this, you started it. I um. did. I think I think um, it was like last year or sometime you said the word spoof and I don't know if we were recording or not, but I remember being like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard spoof in a while. Yeah. That's That's
0: staying. There was for some reason there was a... An episode of was it of this show that we and and I started listing like, you know, Sprogs Yeah, spoof, yes, it was Jizz. this. Yeah. yeah.
3: Is this when you said like, will we
0: Was that that was an episode you were on, maybe?
3: Yeah, and I think did we come up with the phrase boink me till I spoke?
0: <laughs> 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 boink Oh man, boink is such a fun boink bouncy is word. right. Boink.
3: Yeah, boink <laughs> is feels
0: on a matter of pace, but not yeah. for not for sex. No it for, it sounds like, like
3: if, if sex was slapstick, yeah. that's boink. Sounds
0: like a watermelon that bounces a little bit if
2: yeah. you've dropped it. Yeah. Boink? Yeah. Exactly like sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The way I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's gasping at the mere sight of her. For the next few years, she's invariably typecast as the uh, you know glamorous seductress, usually of exotic origin, which to an American audience is anywhere not America. Um 1940s American Western (laughs) Boomtown had (laughs) Hetty starring alongside Clark Gable and her performance solidified her career, really made her a star. Over the next four or five years, she filmed three movies a year alongside names like Spencer Tracy, Judy Garland, and she also married Jean Markey, a screenwriter and producer... And apparently people, like one person in this documentary I watched was like, she could have married anyone. <laughs> and she chose Jean. Like he was like plain looking. And they're like, what are you doing?
0: Um, <laughs> she married Jean. I imagine i I'm would talk like that too. That's fantastic. <laughs>
2: she could have had anyone. Anyone she wanted. and She chose Jean.
0: You sound like, I saw that. Uh, old sketch from Saturday Night Live. I think it's Elizabeth Taylor trying to turn off a lamp. <laughs> isn't it? It doesn't it sound like that?
1: I haven't, but I already <laughs> like it. Yeah. Played
0: by uh, um, oh, um, what's her name? She's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, she's in the the the, the Go- like Ghostbusters when they it was all Is women. it Kate? Is it Kate? Not Kate McKinnon. Oh, like oh. generation before that.
2: Oh,
3: generation before that.
0: Oh, oh, it
2: doesn't matter. Has her
3: face a bit long?
1: A uh, bit of a long face. It's d- oh, not know. in a bad
3: way. Her, it's just a bit longer. And was she in bridesmaids? Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, Kristen Wiig.
1: Kristen Wiig. Oh, yes. okay.
2: Generation before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good one. And even the voice I was just doing was Kristen Wiig, you're essentially. Right.
0: Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Short for Kristen Hedwig.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she and Jean um, adopted a son, James. But after a few months of marriage, Jean was dating other beautiful young women. Mari- Jean, what the fuck? What?
3: And Gene, plain let's remember, Gene?
2: plain Gene. He can't have anybody. but Apparently, he can. So Gene's got money and a big dick. That's that's what we yeah. know. That's oh what we no, know.
3: That's so shattering. I this know. is like when Beyonce came out and she's like, Jay Z cheated on me. It's like, well, but I yeah. guess we're packing it in. Aren't yeah. I know
0: that was wild, wasn't it? It's like, what the fuck's in going what on?
2: Fucking universe, <laughs> do you cheat on Beyonce? <laughs> I just are yeah, you thinking what, kidding me? That what t- is wrong with you? Oh, if you get Beyonce, you spent every day going, What the I got Beyonce? And you make her a cup of tea. And you <laughs> just treat her like the queen
0: that she is. She like she'd be one of the hottest people in the world. Hundred percent. Right? But I still don't like doesn't take my breath away. I'm just like, Holy shit. I know. Look at Beyonce. Like
2: at the first one I thought of, I was like, Margot Robbie, she's stunning. So beautiful.
0: Brad Pitt. Brad Symmetrical Pitt. faces like all around. Ba- yeah. Brad Pitt's one of those people who's been hot for re- Like, he's now sort yeah. of older man hot, but yeah. he's still super hot.
2: Leo, like Titanic Leo. Jesus Christ, so hot. Nah, Did not take it. my breath away? Don't see No. It. It's Leo,
0: weird, it? do not I don't see it.
2: You
1: don't
0: think Leo like, picked When you said Gene, I pictured Leo. Okay. When you said Plain.
2: <laughs> plain, boring. Yeah,
0: that's, that's Leo. Look, like, he seems like a nice guy. And don't Leo
2: dates a lot of young women. Yeah, yeah, he does. So yeah, he's a real Gene. All right, that's who we're <laughs> casting as <is> Gene. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, they they um, their marriage sort of fell apart in a few a few years later in nineteen forty one. While the Hollywood It Girl image is usually associated with parties, glamour and luxury, Hetty would come home after long days of filming and work on her hobby, inventing. Hmm. Oh,
1: I love her. (laughs) Yeah,
2: she's really cool. I love her. Like, she was genuinely, like, the roles that she was given often didn't have, some of them didn't have a, a whole bunch of, like... Um, dialogue for her or it would be she still
0: hadn't learned English
2: well and also she was just there to be beautiful mm. also um,
3: that's good she can ha- save all her brain space for machines yeah but yeah. she was
2: just bored by the films that she was making she was like this is fucking boring <laughs> um, so she would come home and like work on projects and work on inventions and hearing her talk about it as a as a much older woman she was like inventions just come so easily to me <laughs> like I just they just pop into my head I'm just like oh yeah what about this um, she what came she up with a toaster
0: Really? Yeah, she's like, bread, imagine that it was like a little bit cooked
2: Yeah, imagine if it was Again. just a bit charred on the outside <laughs> Let's oh. give that a go Yeah,
0: double cooked I hadn't even thought about that Bread's no. already cooked Yeah <laughs> Holy shit, toast is <laughs> double cooked? You've only just thought of that Bloody hell, <laughs> that has spoofed my brain <laughs>
3: <laughs> Matt, no! Does that, does
0: that work? No! <laughs> but when we're two years into the Second World War now
3: Yeah and she was like, oh, glad I got out of there. Yeah, it was a good call. starts.
0: She's starting to think Adolf Hitler's not all he seemed to be. Mm. He,
3: he never did compliment my salads at the dinner parties, did he? <laughs>
2: <laughs> One of the inventions that she worked on, and she said it was like, you know, uh, it, it didn't quite work, but something that she thought of because of the war, um, people didn't have Coca-Cola. And so she thought of making it just like a cube that you could just add to water. And it would, uh, what's the word? Like it would dissolve. Yeah. And you would she, have. Coke. She invented Barocca. Well, what she what she did make, she was like, mm, tastes a bit too. It's just like salsa. It's not mm. quite what I was going for. But like, she had that sort of idea, and she worked on it for a while and stuff. But it's pretty interesting.
0: So she she was uh, good at ideas.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's that's what so much of inventing is, and that's what a few people sort of said. It's like. The hard, not the hard part, but like there's multiple different elements to inventing a new thing. And just because you don't have the engineer brain for it, you know, you, you just need the people that have the ideas. Yeah. Mm. it's
0: what is it? It's a, is it? I don't know if this saying is relevant. is it? something like 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ah. It's
0: although it's the yeah, the, yeah, most of it is making it happen, which yeah. is the tough bit. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Invented a helicopter, sort of, but yeah. he drew it and, and he like, thought of it, but it didn't actually get made till.
2: And Hetty wasn't just ideas. She had a good sort of understanding of how things worked or she was good at like finding out how things worked. But yeah, she's not an engineer. She's not a, a, an actual scientist, but she's got these ideas. Among the few people who knew of her inventiveness was aviation tycoon and, and past topic, Howard Hughes. Played by
0: Leonardo da Vinci in <laughs> the film, The Aviator. In Do fact... You
2: know she suggested he change the rather square design of his uh, aeroplanes, which she thought looked too slow, to a more streamlined shape based on pictures of the fastest birds and fish she could find. Sick. She said, I got a picture, I got a book of fish, <laughs> and I got a book of birds. And I said, make this... W-. Mush them together. Yeah, she's like, make this bit look more like a fish, make this bit look more like a bird. And Howard Hughes did that. That's very clever. That's great. So she helped planes go faster, which he was trying to do to help a war... So she was like, "Here's how you make a fast plane. and your plane's too slow." Board. She was like,
3: "This is this is my karma, like fixing itself." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, "I'll I'll do this as my
2: penance," and she does even more. Um, from from Wiki, Lamar discussed her relationship with Hughes during an interview, saying that while they dated, he actively supported her tinkering hobbies. Um, so she's sort of like, "Yeah, yeah, we kind of dated, but he was more like he was really supportive of my." My inventing. He put his team Good. of scientists and engineers at her disposal, saying they would do or make anything she asked
0: for.
3: Oh!
2: So she would just be like, hey, can you guys uh, whip this up for me? And they'd be like, no worries, Hetty.
0: Like cocktails or she's sitting by the pool. Can you whip up a uh, wh- martini for me? You know me? what?
2: I could go just a toasted cheese sandwich. <laughs> What's I- toast? I- <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> 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 Would I say no to a martini with it? Of course not. I'm not an idiot. I'm Hedy Lamar.
0: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus.
2: So when she'd moved to America, she was told, as were many other actresses from that area of Western Europe, not to talk about their religious background, sort of where they'd come from. Um, and it was because like World War II was happening and things weren't great. Yeah. Um, and during World War II, German U-boats were attacking ships filled with people trying to escape the war. And Lamar learned that radio-controlled torpedoes, which was an emerging technology in naval war at the time, could easily be jammed and set off course. So essentially, like, they made torpedoes that they could kind of control the direction of them Mm. um, because if you shot at something and it's moved, and you're like, well, that's a wasted torpedo, but you could move them a little bit. But the other, like, the Germans would be able to jam that signal, meaning you couldn't communicate. So she thought of creating a frequency-hopping signal that could not be tracked or jammed. She contacted her friend, composer and pianist George Antheil, to help her develop a device for doing exactly that, and he succeeded by synchronising a miniature player piano mechanism with radio signals. So essentially, what would happen instead? It's sort of like dialing your radio, right? So you go to like 107.5 in Melbourne, and that's Triple J. <laughs> in this one, um, like you would the the your boat and the torpedo would be on the same wavelength. But then the enemy would be able to block that wavelength so you can't. And so what they did was the torpedo and the boat would both have like timers essentially where they would at the exact same time change radio frequencies. um, And they would do that multiple times so Mm. that they could always be communicating with each other and it was impossible to jam it. Very clever. That is very That's clever. So good. It took me a really long time to try and figure out how to explain it. But um, you,
0: once you got the triple J thing in your head, <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> is they said, oh, okay. like, if you
2: think of a radio, I was like, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how radios work. I know what buttons I need to press, but I don't know how they work on the other end.
0: <laughs> Do you reckon the uh, the Germans who are being told to torpedo uh, the boats of fleeing people fleeing war, they might have been like, hang on, are we the bad guys here? <laughs> Killing innocent people, like just civilians fleeing.
2: So that ship of just women and children. I should, I should blow that one up. Torpedo, you got it, boss. Oh, we're
3: getting it. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And what do we? So then we go and get them off the. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so do we? Do we have enough little boats to go
2: get them, or, or we're not going to get them?
0: Okay, but, but this is all part of our righteous plan. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah, is
2: yeah, to yeah, make yeah, yeah. the world
3: better. Okay,
2: and those are bad. Those are bad people who yeah. have just done bad things. Oh no, they're all just
3: innocent. Okay. okay, okay, and they're trying to escape the horrors Us. of war that, Us. that we caused. Oh, that's interesting. That we caused. Oh, okay,
2: so they're just trying to uh, get to safety, and we're just following them out. Okay, yeah, none of that cool. Um, so yes, they've um they they drafted designs for this frequency hopping hopping system, which they um they had. Patented, They got the patent for it. However, it was technologically difficult to implement. And at that time, the US Navy was not receptive to considering inventions coming from
0: outside the military. They weren't receptive to inventions that could help them win the
3: yeah. war. Yeah. We're, not we're if not from we yeah, we're kind of sticking with what we've Yours think... jam. Oh, yeah, but we know that they jam. Yeah. yeah. So, we don't know you. Okay. And so
2: Lamar and anthiel essentially took this patent to the Navy and were like, here here you go, and the Navy took the patent, locked it away, brushed them off, and Hetty was told that she'd be more help with the war if she just used her star power to sell
0: war bonds.
2: She'd just ah. come up with a fucking...
0: They based Captain America on her? Yeah. In <laughs> you know, the first movie?
2: Yeah. yeah. Probably. A war bond, it's like an initiative by a government to fund military operations. Essentially, people just invest in the war, which yeah. is a bit of fun.
0: So they, they took her patent. They buried it. Yeah. And then after the war, they said, Is this your patent? And it was one of the best reveals ever. (laughs) Um, That Navy officer (laughs) was the great (laughs) Bambini. Is that a a magician? That's a baseball player. That's a Babe Ruth.
2: Yeah. So she did that. She went and <laughs> sold war bonds. She was like, "Fine, I'll go to events. I'll go to you know whatever." Um, and she appeared at so many events. One of them, I heard like they had a they had a plant in the audience essentially, and sh- and she'd sort of make jokes of like, "Oh, should I like I'll I'll kiss a random person?" And she'd bring this guy up on stage, and she'd be like, "Only if we sell enough war bonds, then I'll give him a smooch." And it was the same guy. It was like a friend of hers. And uh,
0: people are going. People I for it. to see him. those two kiss? I know. <laughs> well, so weird fucking weird,
2: that? but. She sold $25 million in war bonds, which <laughs> is over $300 million today. Holy
1: oh. hell.
3: So God, they were
2: like, powerful. thanks for this um, cute little invention, toots. Uh, it'd be a little more helpful f- to us if you went and raised some money. So she's like, okay. And she raised a fuckload of money. <laughs> I've
0: never really... So war bonds are kind of investments or...
2: I think so. I find them kind of confusing. So they're like... Um, uh, it's like, yeah, the public can kind of buy these war bonds. And I think... I don't know if they ever sort of get their money back, or I'm not really sure exactly how it works. It but seems a little I'll confusing. I'll just
0: quickly say please tweet at Jess an explanation <laughs> in detail. Yeah. Ideally, over multiple
1: tweets.
3: It's <laughs> important to know what a war bond is. Don't thread them, do not thread them. Yeah. Separate tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it easy. <laughs> uh, make me work for it. Um, don't number him.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't number him. Just, uh, just yell that information into the ether. I'll get it. I'll <laughs> get it all. Thank you.
0: Is this your patent? <laughs> oh.
2: I don't know what bit. Well, I don't know what the bit is. I don't get it.
0: There's no real bit. there. Okay, all right, all right. I just try. I'm I just trying to stuff. Every now and then, I haven't said something for a little bit. <laughs> and I think. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh it's talking goes. time. Yeah, here but if you get add, here comes edit, Maddie. <laughs> if
0: you could edit that out, that'd be great. Nah, that will be staying in. I like the great band, being, I have a few swings, a few misses. <laughs> hey, don't we all? I pointed to the. I pointed to the stand. Mhm. And uh, I had a big, fresh, airy. It's a curveball. Yep. I made no contact.
2: Okay. <laughs> 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 so after all this effort, fundraising and inventing for the, you, for the for America, MGM put her in 1942 film White Cargo, in which she played a seductive native woman. Way too much spray tan. Hard to say because it's a black and white film, but it definitely looks like blackface. Oh. Um, the movie was considered a dirty picture. It was essentially made to entertain horny troops. They were like, hey, it's the war. The boys are, you know, they're... So they've got to give them something. And you know what men love. Oh, We know what <laughs> men love. Men love dirty
0: films. Big
2: they love to watch them with all of their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Sit around in the cinema, get horny with their mates. Nothing
0: nothing better than getting horny together with your mates. Yeah,
2: isn't that nice? Yeah, Women don't do that. No, you know,
3: and what a sad part of yeah, the, whole, the there's w- definitely, world we miss out on. Yeah. There's
0: definitely no uh, all-male strip reviews yeah, that I women know. go to. No, it's and weird. It's
3: sad they haven't invented it. St- yeah. Sad there's no men who do it even. Yeah, it
0: might be a no gap in the market, actually. In particular yeah,
3: yeah. I, know,
2: I, don't know, I don't know about other parts of the world, but you're right. We don't have men down under. No, there's
0: no we men don't down nothing under. magical no, um, for us to see. Yeah. No, mics, no, yeah, no yeah. mics with any sort of magical powers. I know,
2: so it is disappointing. Anyway.
0: Women need to learn how to spoof.
2: (laughs) God. (laughs) Thank you for being a feminist. Hey, I'm an ally.
0: (laughs) Women deserve to spoof. Women deserve to spoof (laughs) just as much as anyone else.
2: It was a bit of a reflection of the way Louis B. Mayer viewed Hedy Lamarr, because most definitely because of her role in Ecstasy, he kind of like, he thought of her as sort of trashy, promiscuous, Mm. you know, like... Yeah, so he put her in this kind of role, and because of Maya's opinion of Hetty Lamar, she began to gain a reputation as being difficult, but in reality, he was trying to keep her on a short leash, and she was saying, nah, fuck that. Like, he wasn't treating her well, and she was pushing back, and so that, that gave her a, a reputation as, like, a bit of a diva, hard to work with, uh. a difficult person. It's very frustrating. So in an unheard move for a woman at the time, she formed a production company, made a couple of her own movies. They were thrillers. One was called The Strange Woman in 1946 and Dishonored Lady That's in
0: 1947. That's when you sit on a woman for long
2: enough that they go numb. <laughs> 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 you shouldn't do that. Don't sit on women till they go numb. <laughs> Don't. Cut it out. Anyway, so yeah, so she's like formed her own production company. She's making her own movies. She doesn't really have like the... Um, the skills, training, whatever, to be producing these big movies, but she's fucking giving it a crack, and that's pretty cool. Good on her. By this time, she was married to her third husband, actor John Loder, and together they had two children, Denise and Anthony, born in uh, 45 and 47. And it was later revealed that the son she'd adopted with Gene Markey, James, was in fact the biological son of John Loder and Hedy Lamar
1: so they'd
2: uh, James had been conceived out of wedlock, and then hetty married somebody else and adopted her own son ah, uh with the perfect crime yeah. yeah I think this was found out like way down the track. I think James might have found that out as an adult, but um he uh, James became kind of a like from the his reverse
0: mother. like you know they know it doesn't really happen, I don't think as much anymore, but people would used to keep the A secret that a kid was adopted And then kids would often find out later Yeah, Mm. yeah Now I think people will Mm. more likely just tell their kids They're adopted from the start It's not a dirty secret anymore. No, it's not a bad thing. But back then, she had to come clean and tell the kid, no, you're actually my biological <laughs> Yeah, he's son. like, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it was as he was an adult, but um, he uh, he was estranged from his mum from about the age of 12, and they didn't speak for about 50 years. 50? Wow. 40, 50 years, they didn't speak. And it wasn't because of this, I don't think, I, like I said, I think he found out more as an adult. He was sort of sent off to like a, a boarding school kind of thing, mm-hmm. and... Um, uh like had a great connection with like the one of the sports coaches or something and the sports coach and his wife took him in and he and he like called his mum one time and was like can I just live with them? <laughs> Which is fucking brutal but um and he talks about it in a documentary and he's like oh, you know I can understand she was hurt. It was a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's a bit strange. But anyway, the her other two children talk about her being a really wonderful, warm and loving mum. Again a bit of like a thing you don't <laughs> In some of these old sort of Hollywood stories, they've usually been treated badly by their parents. They're not always the best parents themselves. Yeah. Um, her kids like, speak really, really highly of, of their childhoods.
1: Oh.
0: Have we have, have we spoken about the patent? Is it still locked up by the Navy? Yeah, it's still locked up. Till this day or nah. where we're at in the story? Where we're at, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, she spent as much time as she could with her kids, taught them to swim. They had really happy and comfortable childhoods. Um their father, John Loder, left when their kids were quite young and Hetty raised them by herself with the help of her mother, Trude, <laughs> who had by this time made, her, made it to America and, and lived close by. I What's oh. that name? Trude? Yeah, Gertrude called her Trude. Oh, sick. Um, Trude sort of had to flee um, Austria in oh, the why? war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird. It was just like wasn't the vibe at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. She, jewelry
0: she, in the coat. Yeah. <laughs> she, she made made uh sleep. And then left in the night. It's beautiful. Made a maid sleep. Made a made sleep.
2: Off to sleep. But raising the children alone and putting so much money into self-producing films left Hetty not quite as financially comfortable as she should have been. Luckily, she heard that um, Cecil B. Uh, DeMille... Everyone's got a middle
0: initial. That means The Mill is <laughs> French.
2: He was casting a new movie, Samson and Delilah. She approached Cecil and expressed enthusiasm for the role, and she was cast as Delilah. The film was a huge success, winning two Oscars and was the highest grossing film of 1949 and the second highest of the decade with only Gone with the Wind surpassing it. Wow, That
3: is very impressive. Yeah. Gone with the Wind's insane.
2: Exactly. And the, and to be the second high, highest grossing of the decade and it came out in 1949. Like you've just blown everything away. So mm. cool. So so she's like doing quite well for a while. That's sort of, you know, giving her another little boost. She's making some more stuff again. I
0: thought Gone with the Wind came out in 39.
2: I don't, I don't
0: know. Why would I know? It was 39 to 49.
3: That's yeah, I guess years. I guess that <gasps> counts. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Crazy.
0: I think that's 11 years. But anyway, oh, still, yeah. still,
3: still.
2: Still. Still. Still pretty good.
3: <laughs>
0: decades or longer back then. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we've shortened decades. I think it was 66 we shortened the decades. Oh, think, yeah. yeah. They
3: made them different back then. They lasted longer. <laughs> Your pants lasted longer. The decades <laughs> lasted longer. Your fridges lasted longer, oh. bloody
2: hell. Don't I make, make it last. last like to <laughs> <do>. <laughs> so uh, her success and buzz soon dwindled again. And in the early 50s, she had a few unsuccessful films and another unsuccessful marriage to nightclub owner and restaurateur Ted uh, Stolfer. They were married just from 51 to 52, a fairly short um, marriage there. In 53, she married wealthy Texas oil man Howard Lee. and The family moved to Texas where Hetty found herself in the position of trophy wife once again. On a holiday to Aspen, Hedy came up with the idea of designing and building a ski resort. So she convinced Howard to purchase land and Villa Lamar was born. She built a freaking really oh. fancy, beautiful um, ski resort.
3: When she gets bored, a lot of stuff happens. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what a life you've really lived. After several years of marriage to Howard Lee, Hetty and Howard divorced, and in the divorce proceedings, she said, all I want is Aspen. He was a very wealthy man. She's Mm. like, keep it all. I don't give a shit. But Aspen's my project, my baby. Mm. Like, I want Aspen. Um, Which I think was, like, you know, fairly agreed upon. But as the – this is tragic. As the divorce proceedings uh, were underway – okay, I said this is tragic and then I'm going to say something that's going to sound like it's quite tragic, but I'll tell you now he's fine – Hedy's 11-year-old son, Tony, was in a car accident and was in hospital with some bad injuries. Oh. Um, so she sent – this is incredible d- – divorce proceedings underway. She's been called to court for this divorce, but she's w- with her son in hospital. So she sends her Hollywood body double to court in <gasps> her place.
0: The maid. The maid. <laughs> Still groggy.
2: Which I think is like – it's pretty – it's a bold move to go, well, oh, there's a little of work.
0: Especially when you're so, your face is so famous.
2: Exactly, uh, The judge was pretty unimpressed, and as punishment, she was completely cut out of the divorce settlement. That's Aww. the sort of fucked bit. Tony was fine, um, uh, but it, it, this whole sort of situation led uh, to what she described as, as a nervous breakdown. Um, yeah, Tony made a full recovery, but Hetty began a bit of a downward spiral. She married for the sixth time, marrying her divorce lawyer, Louis J. Boyce, <laughs> Um, and divorced him two years later. And after Lewis, oh. she remained unmarried for the remainder of her life. So Being
0: divorced from a divorce lawyer, know, you wouldn't feel yeah. too good about your chances in court. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he's really going to take everything. By the 70s, Hetty was living a fairly reclusive life. Um, a lifetime of scrutiny and focus on her appearance made her increasingly self-conscious, and she kept to herself, not even seeing family. Um, there was sort of in the doco, there was sort of talk about like, plastic surgery she was having and then people were sort of obsessed with that and so they'd go to plastic surgeons and be like i want what hetty's had done and um yeah it, it sort of got really out of hand as it often does that when be, when
0: all your value is put in your face I it know. would be aging would be particularly brutal
3: exactly that yeah. would be horrific to just be like oh no one will listen to me unless I am beautiful. Oh, well, okay, I can walk into a room and get what I want and then all of a sudden that is gone. You're like, well, no one has listened to me. (laughs) I guess no one will listen to me. Exactly.
2: And I I do sort of feel like, I was talking to some friends about this recently, I sort of feel like the perception of people having plastic surgery or any kind of cosmetic surgery, I think the perception's changed quite a bit now. Like when I was growing up, it was really like, You'd roll your eyes, or you'd really judge people who had had any kind of cosmetic surgery. And like sitting around in a group of women in our early 30s, and people have had Botox and people are talking about doing things, and it's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, mm. I, I think it's changed a lot, but this is, you know, in the 70s, and it was, yeah, I think yeah, it was that still very been much.
3: really different.
2: Exactly right.
0: There's also the technology hadn't come on quite as much yeah. as well, so it was way riskier, probably. Yeah, that's
2: very true. Um, sadly, all good things must come to an end, and Hedy Lamarr passed away from heart disease in January 2000, the age of 85. Oh, my God, good innings.
1: Yeah.
2: And her son Anthony spread her ashes in the Vienna woods in Austria as per her final wishes. But just to note as well, because, Matt, was, you were asking about what happened with the patent. In the early 60s, at the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis, US Navy ships were sent to form a blockade of Cuba, and all the navy ships were equipped with frequency hopping radios. Yes, yes. Hetty's uh-huh. patent had been used more than a decade after the patent had been handed to them to help in World War II. In order for Hetty to get paid for the patent, the navy would need to use it before it expired in 1959. Patents all kind of expire, and um, as uh, they were like, well, we didn't. It's 1962. We didn't use it before 1959. There's evidence, though, that they had given the patent to a contractor to work on around 1955, who then used it to design, to design a sonar buoy, which would allow Navy ships and passing aircrafts to communicate securely. According to US patent law, the investor, the inventor has six years after the patent expires to sue for payment. Hattie didn't Hattie didn't know or didn't That's find out in time, box. I know, that it had been used or that she should have been paid. It's
0: oh so it's God. so weird such a like an obese like the amount of money that's spent on defense in America I especially, know, right? but like in a lot of countries. Yeah. And they're tired about just paying the person who invented the technology. Yeah. That sucks so much. It sucks so
2: much. Jesus. There was this um, article written by Fleming Meeks for Forbes magazine in 1990. And it's kind of a bit of a focus of this documentary. that's on Stan if you're in Australia. It's called Bombshell. Um, it was the first time that uh, it was sort of brought to light that Hedy's appearance wasn't, wasn't all that she had to offer. Um, bringing her invention to the public meant that others explored it. And the first to do so were people in communications technology. So he essentially, like, wrote about this um, frequency hopping thing, which then other people read that and went, hmm, that's interesting. And frequency hopping and Hedy's patent have led to things like GPS, (laughs) Wi-Fi, Bluetooth – And the Milstar Satellite System, which provides protected, secure communication for the President of the United States. Oh, my God. The market value of her invention is about $30 billion. (laughs) GPS, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. All stuff we use every single day. Thank you,
3: Hedy. Oh, my God. Isn't that
2: crazy? While the last years of her life seemed to have been a bit lonely and isolated, she was an incredible person. She had 30 films in the span of 28 years. Iconic characters were modelled after her like Snow White and Catwoman. Like literally the look of Snow White is Hedy Lamarr and an underappreciated invention that is now the basis of things that we use on a daily basis. All because an incredibly beautiful woman also had a brain. Oh. Fleming Meeks, this is in his article in Forbes, he wrote, In her Hollywood days, Lamar was often quoted as saying, any girl can be glamorous. All she has to do is stand up is, all she has to do is stand still and look stupid. Glamorous she was. Stupid she was not. <laughs> Thanks. A beautiful Meek. a beautiful poetic <laughs> line there from Fleming Meeks. But yeah, that's the story of like a pretty wild life. A successful acting career, a um, six marriages, uh, three kids, and an invention that is now worth thirty billion dollars, and that we all use on a daily basis. Jesus how
3: cool is that? So cool. That's amazing.
0: And did did so? There would have been in her life. She would have been aware of the invention and how yeah. big an effect it was having. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, even though she. Didn't make any money out of it, but it doesn't sound like she was really money-hungry anyway. Nah. Mm. Especially after the divorce of the Texan man.
2: She was pretty... um, Like, I think she was a bit frustrated that, like, she wasn't given the credit that she yeah, deserved. Right. Yeah. Um, she was honoured in an award by Millstar, I think, but um, she was pretty reclusive by that time, so Anthony accepted the award, and she was just sort of grateful that people were appreciating, you know, what she had come up with. Yeah, it's yeah. nice that
0: she lived... To see that. Exactly,
2: yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, like we said, you know, you've had it your whole life of people... Literally, she'd be saying like... She'd say something really interesting and they'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Shh, sh, 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 sh. So beautiful. <laughs> so Aren't you beautiful? Like, that would be so frustrating. So, for her to get the recognition that, you know, she she had a brain and it was a bloody good one is... um It's nice that she got a bit of it. But it's not quite the satisfying ending you want for her. No. So it's a pretty wild life. Everybody um who suggested it nearly everyone was like it's a tragic but amazing life and yeah, I think uh, I think I agree with them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, great great work. Well told. Thank you so much.
2: I appreciate that so well much. Well researched. Well, you know, I do my best. <laughs>
0: So, Cass, I, I think you got to run before we do our everyone's yeah. favourite section of the show. But um, where can people find if they want to hear more of you?
3: If you want to hear more of me, go to stanspenceradio I'm on D and D nerds. Why am And shut up a second. Um, and I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to hear from you, hearing from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can go to at Cass, Cass page across all the socials I have. Um, if, if you can't find me there, I'm not there. <laughs>
0: That's Paige with an I.
3: Yeah, because I am Cass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's your stage name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Birth name was no I. Yeah, obviously. Because yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. then people wouldn't know it was me. Yeah. It was I. Yeah. was I. Yeah. <laughs> was I. <laughs> the Cass you, Cass which is your online. Ca- Cass for age. Yeah. Well, I better spoof off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what an exit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, Cass. Thank you for having me, guys.
0: Well, Jess, it is now time for everyone's favourite section of the show, mm-hmm. the fact, quote, or question section, which I think has a jingle that goes something like this.
3: Fact,
2: quote, or question. Ding.
0: <laughs> ah, I always remember the ding. <laughs> uh, in this section of the show, uh, we like to thank a bunch of our supporters. Uh, despite what uh, some snarky commenters say, this section goes for about 30 to 40 minutes every week, and it isn't growing in length. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody
2: these, hell they just don't stop
0: thanking us there's always these comments like uh it's really funny yeah uh really oh the episodes are getting longer yeah probably mainly just the end bit and the end bit goes about the same the reports vary in length yeah but it doesn't get to me don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> sorry that we thank people at the end of the episode You're so sorry um but, yeah, you are, for those people, you definitely don't have to listen to this bit, even though it is everyone's favorite section of the show. Yeah. Uh, no pressure in any way. So we'd like, <laughs> to thank, uh, like to thank a bunch of our supporters. These are the people who keep this show going. So if you like the report bit, then you should also be grateful to these people. <laughs> um, and if you want to uh, join in on the supporting, uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash dogoonpod or dogoonpod.com. Uh, there's a bunch of different levels, you get all sorts of different rewards uh, You get, uh, at any level, you get to go be in the Facebook group Which is the nicest corner of the internet uh, You can also uh, vote on topics, was today a, a personal choice or is it a Personal
2: vote? choice this week, but S- we still so lo- means, have a look through the hat
0: Yeah, and Dave and I, that means Dave and I at the moment are putting out topics up to the vote um, You also get uh, discounted tickets, you mm-hmm. can hear about tickets before everyone else for live shows, and a bunch of other things, uh, including if you're on the Sydney Sheinberg level, you get to give us a factor quote or a question. Sydney Sheinberg, obviously, being the great producer of films like Back to the Future, who I think was one of the first, like, 20 episodes we talked about Back to the Future. And was it
2: that long ago? I think
0: so. Whoa. When we learn about the great Sydney Sheinberg. Wow. Um, someone uh, recently, I saw another comment, someone saying... What, who's this, why do they always mention Sidney Schoenberg? What does that mean? We did do an episode about him, and he was also talked <laughs> about. Yeah. It, but that that's what the reference is for. Anyway, on that level, you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question. Uh, and I read out four each week. Um, the first one this week comes from, I believe, long, long-time supporter. Great man. He was a guest on Primates one time. Um, but I think this is his first fact, quote, or question. It's coming from Brian Colella. Uh, and uh, you also get to give yourself a title as well as giving us a fat or question or brag or suggestion. Yeah, it can be anything, pretty really. Pretty much anything you like.
2: If, it, if you want to do a recipe, I don't yeah. care. Like, just, just write anything in there.
0: Fantastic suggestion, that is. Thank you. Um, if I was doing one, I'd be doing, um, it's not mine, but uh, the, th- the th- lemonade scones, which I baked last week, and they were pretty good three ingredients yeah i think it's three and a half cups of self-raising flour one cup of milk and one cup of lemonade no no not one cup of milk one cup of thickened cream oh and then you sort of you chuck it all in a bowl and you just uh, stir it but not too much then you flop it onto your uh, like a bench or whatever yep with a bit of flour extra flour Roll it, sort of pat it down a little bit more into a disc, and then cut it out yeah. into the things. Put it in the pan, into the oven. Butter, bing, butter, boom, butter, bang.
2: My mum always used a glass to, like, a small glass to, like, to cut them out. Yeah. And the sound of it is one of my favourite childhood sounds. Yes. It made such a satisfying sound.
0: And I, it's a weird thing, but I, because I hadn't made, i never made scones before. And, but it took me right back to childhood. Yeah. Even at, like the little offcuts of the dough, yes. I ate a bit of yes. it. Which is a, such a strange flavour, but it just was like, it made me feel so nostalgic for oh. being a kid and mum baking scones, which of course you put cream on and then jam. Whatever. Uh, anyway, Brian Colella has given himself the title Milk Drinker Extraordinaire.
2: Okay, Brian, we are different people. Brian
0: does do a... A podcast about about milk.
1: Okay, about I didn't know that. About drinking milk.
0: I, th- oh, well, I wish I could remember what it's called, but I think it's I think it's all about drinking milk. Okay. Um, and Brian has offered us a brag slash plug. Oh, this may well be about that podcast. I should <laughs> say I don't read these out until I read them out.
2: <laughs> We're about to find out.
0: Uh, and Brian writes. Uh, Daniel K. and I just recorded our 50th episode of our podcast, Milking It. Oh, that's (laughs) good. We started recording around the start of the pandemic just for a laugh, but it ended up being so much fun to make that we kept going. Having it as a creative outlet was one of the things that helped me survive those early stages of isolation and adapt to staying at home forever. (laughs) I think it's a really fun podcast, mostly because I have a lot of fun making it, mostly because Daniel K. is really funny Recording has been sporadic lately, partly because the United States is deeply uncreative when it comes to flavoured milks. Is that true? Wow. I don't know. I just, I, I'm always surprised by, because, you know, we so much American culture filters through to yeah. us. I just, I'm always surprised when we have things that aren't, because we have a ridiculous array of flavoured milks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ones Big M was no always sense. coming out with the specials. Yeah, and Egg
0: Flip was one of their classic yeah. ones. Blue Heaven and yep. they're doing ones that shouldn't be. Ones what was
2: the flavor of Egg Flip? What
0: flavor is I that? I think it's me- it's meant to be like egg, like a fried How egg the or something. Fuck.
2: What? I- oh, sorry, I don't eat eggs, so that's there's, disgusting there's that to me. And it's
0: that super Duper range. That yeah, came that's what out, I'm thinking like, of. Yeah, like icy pole flavored milk. It's like that doesn't make any sense. That's so strange. I was always a, a strawberry Big M kid or Same. banana Big M. Nah, I hate a banana. I like
2: banana, but not banana flavoured things. Right. Because well, so banana flavour
0: apparently is what banana used to taste like. Like lolly banana and that. Oh. Or something. That's, I think yeah, that's the that theory. Yeah, vaguely rings a bell. Uh, I don't 50
2: know. 50 episode, Brian. That's yeah, great. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. Um, so, oh, anyway, yes. Recording has been sporadic lately, partly because the United States is deeply uncreative when it comes to flavoured milks, but we're still going and we'll release at least six more episodes. Brian, you've got to come back down uh, to Melbourne sometime and just do... You could do a whole run here. Yeah. Uh, bonus fact. The name Milk in It was suggested by Andy Matthews, a uh, previous guest of the show, some sort of scientist. <laughs> um, and the original idea was that I would be milking the ad- advantageous exchange rate while in Melbourne for the 2020 Comedy Festival and using my powerful US dollars to buy and drink all the flavoured uh. milks in <laughs> Australia. That idea died, but the concept lived on. Bonus quote. Sorry for the super long, gratuitous, shameless plug. I love you all. That's a quote from Brian Colella. Uh, bonus, bonus quote. Moo, moo, everyone. That's from Daniel K.
2: That's nice.
0: You really, did. you were milking your brag there, Brian. And we love it. And we loved every moment. We loved of it so
2: much. And hey, you he's know, he's
0: been—he—he he could have done a mil like he's been on uh, the shout- uh, the uh, fat quota question level for so long, so long, and that's his first one. So I think he deserved a. A long and juicy one there. Thanks so much, Brian, for all your support. You bloody legend. Love you, Brian. Uh, next one comes from Jacob Giron. Maybe Giron. It's the kind of word that seems like it could have a soft G. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob Giron. Okay, uh, the owner of the 1993 Honda Civic with its lights on in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: <laughs> good. Jacob is offering us fact. Writing, hey guys, hope the bopper is feeling better.
2: I am, thank you.
0: Uh, if I'm correct, Matt said my last name the French way, which is the best way. Oh my god, I think I just did it again. <laughs> uh, anyways, just finished up the Le Mans episode and just heard a great Pittsburgh fact, so I decided that it's time for some Los Angeles fun facts tailored to do go on. Great. First fact is for the ass packing fans <laughs> who should be excited to know that Los Angeles coroner's office has a gift shop. Surely they must sell Green Bay Packers jerseys. (laughs) The second (laughs) fact
1: is (laughs) that Los
0: Angeles owes its film industry to the low dog Thomas Edison, whose film patents on the East Coast cause filmmakers to flee West to avoid his intellectual property claims. Hopefully, Bop gives the okay on the fun of these facts. My confidence in life depends on it.
2: Well, God, luckily, (laughs) that was a fun fact.
0: Anyway, thanks for all that you do and... Can't wait to see you live in Los Angeles once all this blows over. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That would be amazing. That would be so good. Imagine us we get a photo in front of the Hollywood sign. What? A, probably like, from a distance while we're walking in the <laughs> cab or something, driving by. To an Irish pub. We're probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you,
0: Jacob. Next one comes from Michael Derizzi, uh, who is the arrogant American. And he's also doing a brag. Which is, I've been playing fantasy football for well over a decade, and I finally won my first championship thanks to Cooper Cup and Austin Eckler, uh, absolutely demolishing my league mates. My team scored over two hundred point uh, more points season long than the next best team. I also finished runner up in the second league I'm in. A one hundred dollars, which I assume is two hundred Canadian dollars and five hundred Australian dollar dues. Uh this was the most fun and successful fantasy season I've ever had and can't wait for next year. That's two of the three so far that have had a crack at the Australian dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and have uh, I nailed the, it? Or? The Australian dollar is actually tipped to rise. They're thinking it could even top out at 80 US cents Whoa. coming up. So, um,
2: that would be actually really great for me with a holiday planned to, the, to Hawaii. Fantastic. That will yeah. be very convenient for well,
0: me. Let's hope that happens. Uh, thank you very oh. much, Michael. That's great. I played my first fantasy football league this season and was on top of the table all season, but I lost the final by less than two points. Oh. And it was because my I had my three key players will play for the Packers, uh, the quarterback Rodgers, uh, running back and um, wide receiver Devontae Adams, and um, they got benched with like oh. eight minutes to go because they they were flogging the other team, and it was you know coming up to their playoffs, so they were just resting the players. I'm like, you are freaking kidding me! <laughs> but that's how that that's how that goes. Anyway, um, and finally, James Edwards. Uh, <laughs> What are you laughing at? There? I'm
2: remembering that in uh, last week's episode, we thanked, we, we brought James Edwards into the Triptych Club, and oh, Dave right. said he wished Matt was Deadwoods. And so <laughs> that just made me laugh. Sorry. James
0: Edwards, who uh, I recall as being th- one of the great laughers, we mentioned this most yeah. times, we bring him up. One of the great laughers when we were over in London. And I always think when I say that, that must come across like no one's laughing if you can remember the name of a laugher. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I remember everyone who's laughed at my jokes (laughs) by by name. It was just a particularly at the Bill Murray show, he just had a riotous laugh. And I met him later. And uh, anyway, so um, James has the title Shoeshine Shop Sally's Supervisor. She sits and shines and shines and sits and shines.
2: Matt, you did so well there.
0: Yeah, I pa- did I pass that test? Yeah, I reckon you did. James has asked a question, writing, Hey team, I hope you are all well and not getting too down with the COVID. Maybe there are some loose plans for some international live shows in the pipeline. Anyway, my actual question is, do you believe in aliens or anything supernatural, or have you had any supernatural experiences? And then he answers his own question. Do you Ooh. want to hear his answer first? Yeah,
2: absolutely, I do.
0: Uh, to ma- answer my own question, I've had some strange experiences which could be described as supernatural. Uh, and I think it's unlikely we are completely alone in the universe but have no evidence to back this up. Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing and I hope to see you soon, James. XXX. Geez, a little bit vague there on what the what your supernatural experiences were. But um, yeah, I, I would agree. I'm like... In my head, I'm like, the universe is so freaking big.
2: Yeah. It's so unlikely that we are we are the only things living in the universe and all we've done with that is, like, made some roads and, <laughs> and laws and we have to get permits for things. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, fuck, you know, we've made all of this up.
0: Yeah, it's, it is a funny thought. And why
2: have we chosen to make that up? It's a dumb rule. <laughs> um... So yeah, I believe there's got to be something out there. I don't think they're close. You know, they're not. You know, just on the next planet. Um, but there's got to be something
0: else out there. Yeah, Surely, that's what I figure. But I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not at all a science guy.
1: I'm yeah, no Hedy either. Lamar. And uh, I
2: don't think they're there, like, and they are aware of us, and they're coming to kill us, like yeah, yeah. every like alien movie. I don't, right. I don't think they're probably
0: going.
3: So you reckon there's something out there? Nah. Yeah, they're probably
0: they're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Or they're moss. You know. Yeah. They could be yeah. Alien exactly. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, wow, they made roads. I feel like supernatural things, you know. Like I remember there have been funny coincidences through my life. I'm sure. The one time I reckon I I remember my when my granddad died, I I could have sworn that he was sitting at the end of my bed one wow. night that week. I could feel him there, and I, like the lights were off, I couldn't see, but I could feel that he was there. And that now I just think I've probably created that to comfort myself. At the time, but, but ha- it, like, it felt super real at the time.
2: Even if you were dreaming, even if it was sort of an imagination and, and who, like, who cares? Yeah. How cool is that, that our brains can do that? Yeah,
0: I, I love the idea. I wish it was true. Yeah. I'd love there to be, you know, more to life. That'd be lovely. And, and, but um, I just can't quite get my head to believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you, do you recall any... Nothing
2: really. I think it's a similar kind of thing of like, um, you know, weird little coincidences or assigning meaning to coincidences and then if that brings comfort, so be it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kookaburras to me are like, a that's a sign of of my partner's dad who's gone. Right. I'm always like, it's oh, nice, there he is. Yeah. yeah. There was one like at his funeral. There was a couple of them at his funeral and then there was... Uh, first time I visited the grave, I could hear, I heard a kookaburra. And so now every time I hear a kookaburra, I think of him. And that's really nice.
0: That's great. And
2: it's probably not him reincarnated as a kookaburra. But if it brings any kind of comfort, then I think that's nice.
0: At, at granddad's funeral, um, for some reason, we, as a family, we picked this song for him. I think it was called Autumn Leaves. Can't remember. But, um, and. And there were just lyrics in the song. It was like the time of the year. And it just like all these things were like, it's like, oh, wow, that's eerie how much it, it connects. Mm. Or, if, you know, if we made it connect to him and, and what we were going through. And then as that song played, as he was uh, at the end of the funeral... Uh, an autumn leaf floated down and landed on the coffin No
2: way And it just, you know,
0: like obviously a coincidence But it just felt, everyone's like, holy shit yeah, yeah, that's beautiful I mean, it's giving me thinking yeah, about it now. yeah, that's
2: amazing
0: uh, But yeah, thanks That's a great question, thank you James Thanks James And thanks to Michael, Jacob and Brian
2: Also, just a little shout out, a few brags in there And love to see them
0: yeah, that's these right. are
2: these are absolutely shameless brags. You know, especially in Australia, we're not very good at like talking about good things
0: that have happened to us.
2: So if you got something great, go for it. I Give us a brag. Love, love it. Hear,
0: love to hear a brag. Yeah, especially when you're asking for them. When yeah, people are yeah. wedging them into a conversation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Sorry, you lost your job. Anyway, I
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still have mine, I and have I'm doing <laughs> quite well. I just got a
2: promotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh, the next thing we like to do is thank a few of our uh, great supporters as some of our other supporters who are on the shout out level or above. Mm. Uh, these people have been waiting a, a year or so. Um, we just read these out in order of when people sign up. Jess, you normally come up with a bit of a game here. It's true
2: what they invented.
0: Oh yeah great. Maybe. So yeah w- uh, can you just re- slightly quickly recap Headies? it was a what is it a- It was a
2: frequency hopping so cool. technology,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think that's so amazing. but
2: this means we're going to have to think up things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think that is right in our wheelhouse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're not the engineers. No. But But we can can think think about ideas, people. Bloody
0: hell. All right, so if I could, I've got nine here ready because we normally do three each. Mm. uh, But I'll do, I'll do five. How about that? You do four? Okay. (laughs) So to hog. (laughs) Uh, First, I'd love to thank from Reservoir here in Melbourne, Victoria,
2: Emma-lesque.
0: Oh, That's Cuz everyone like on on Patreon you pick your own you just it's just yeah. your username or whatever. So uh, we get some names that I like I mean that might just be their full name but um
2: come up with uh like a way that you could be cuz I'm looking at a whiteboard right now, yeah. right? I'm sitting in a comfortable chair and I'm in a good thinking position. And if I had an idea, I would have to get up, I would have to go over, find a marker, go, oh, this one's dry, I've mm-hmm. got to find another one. Call someone, say, where do we keep the whiteboard markers? Yes. Then I have to go to the <laughs> whiteboard. By this time, I've forgotten my idea. Yep. So, MLS has actually come up with a way that uh, you can sort of telepathically, not telepathically, but um, you know how like uh, Stephen Hawking had that sort of computer technology where he'd use his eyes uh, it's that sort of thing on a whiteboard. So, you yeah. can just sit there, note down all your ideas just by looking at the whiteboard. Yeah,
0: fantastic. So
2: handy for like, you know, busy mums as well. Mm. You know, making dinner for the family. Look at the, like, oh, I'm out of garlic. Yeah. And then just look they at the look little at the shopping whiteboard. list. <laughs> Garlic's added to it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that should it's be good pretty for, easy to do. It's we... good
2: for scientists and busy mums and yeah. no one else. <laughs>
0: we'll get the boffins onto it.
2: Teachers. That'd be really handy. Yeah.
0: I you mean, know? I really think there'd be an application for nearly anyone on this. Don't you agree?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon just scientists, teachers, busy mums, okay. I think. Yeah. Well, no, you're
0: right. Now that I think <laughs> no, about <dad's> it. No, dad's allowed. <laughs> Thank you very much, MLS. Yeah, school kids, at w- the, you know, they have to write lines. Nah, no. Well, they,
2: well, how are they going to work on their penmanship then, mate? Yeah, that's
0: true. Okay. Well, they won't need to anymore. Teachers
2: have done their time.
0: But this is like... <laughs> It's so funny, like, we stick with these things. We, we don't do that anymore. We don't have to work on our horse and cart skills anymore. Yeah, that's
2: right. But, you know, we do have to teach the children how to start a fire with just two twigs. I
0: imagine the kids of today, aren't. they're never probably going to have to learn how to drive. You know, by the time yeah. little kids are 18, it's probably all self driving cars, right? Yeah, kids these days. Oh my God, God, kids so never good. even had to learn how to drive a car.
2: Oh my God, mum, you're so old school. You're driving a car.
0: It'll be a hobby thing. <laughs> I'm going for a drive. Ooh, la dee yeah. bit of fun.
2: Like people who can still uh, develop film. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> like, oh you're, d-
0: you're going into your dark room. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. got know a whole room Ma- just for being for for no light. Mum's
2: going for a drive manually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandma. Uh, I'd also love to thank from Rosetta in Tasmania. Ooh, it sounds Australia. beautiful. David Loring.
2: David Loring.
0: Uh, David Loring invented. Um, teleportation?
2: No way! Yeah. that's so handy.
0: Because I mean, everyone's the people have thought of the idea, but he actually made it yeah. happen.
2: I feel like the inventions are going to get worse and worse as we go on. Are you gonna, are you feeling that as well? We've gone big.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like so far we've they've improved. <laughs> we went from jotting ideas down to physically moving yourself yeah, from one I place to amazing. another. I think it's amazing. I think they're going to get better and better. Okay. <laughs> got, We're trending you, upwards. You got Bob. so defensive. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Well, I mean, you actually came up with an idea, and I stole like a a, one of the. Well, no,
2: you you didn't steal anything. At this stage, it was just a concept. That's right. But David Loring made it a reality, and we thank him for that because the airline industry—they're all gone.
0: Yeah, you've put a lot of people out of work. work.
2: (laughs) 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 Buses, trams, all pointless.
0: Pilots everywhere hate David Loring. Yeah,
2: but. You know. You're on
0: dartboards yeah. <laughs> in airport lounges around the world. And they put the him on
2: the dartboard just by looking yep. at
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, David. I'd also love to thank from Brown Hill in Victoria, Paige Winkle.
2: Paige Winkle. I got to say, Paige, that's a fucking great name.
0: Fantastic Oh, man.
2: my God. Paige Winkle.
0: Brown Hill as well. Brown
2: Hill's great.
0: Victoria's great. Brown Hill, it's like, how inspired were they when they were naming that town? Yeah. Um. <laughs>
2: Brown Hill.
0: <laughs> Page Winkle, you got anything here? Because I'm thinking Page Winkle invented a new sport. Oh, yeah. Uh, it sort of takes the best parts of croquet. Yes. Fishing. Yes. Hookie. <laughs> that no, that's taking time off school. Hockey? Uh, hockey. Hockey. What's that game where you throw little rings onto a board? Oh, yeah, that's,
2: that's like. That's, that's hooky. also hooky?
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, snooker. Whoa. And combines all that into a brand new game that is taking the world by storm. And
2: it's called?
0: And it's called Flow <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: You made that noise, and then looked at me with a look of continue,
0: yeah. <laughs> like like that
2: was everything was fine. But
0: noise, you, I made. I said, I said the name of the sport.
2: Flo Bobo,
0: <laughs> and you got to say it like that.
2: Yeah, every people, time.
0: If you say Flo Bobo, people are like, "What are you? I'm, what is I'm that? so sorry. What I'm, not, I'm not following you at all." Uh, great invention, Page. Blood well Page. Uh, from address unknown, can only assume deep within the fortress of the Moles. It is Katie.
2: Katie invented a type of cardboard box <laughs> that actually—that's
0: <laughs> a hot start. <laughs> this is a sexy <laughs> it's a invention. It's a cardboard <laughs> box, okay. Uh,
2: it's a type of cardboard box that uh, has the capability to like break itself down because. Mm. You know, when you're like, you're moving into a new place, you buy, might, might get some new furniture, some flat pack, whatever. You end up with just a shit ton of... Of boxes. You're
0: cramming them into the recycling oh, bin. Oh
2: god, and it takes forever, and you gotta like some of them are quite big and you gotta cut them up into small pieces, or you gotta just take them to the tip, and it's just annoying. These boxes have like a button on them, you press that, they break themselves down, fold themselves up all nice and neat, and just off in the recycling. And it may seem like a simple thing, but I mean the guy who invented the little cardboard holder for a coffee cup is a billionaire. billionaire. This is a great box.
0: <laughs> billionaire. We all know his name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm trying. You're being so mean to me today. <laughs>
0: I like how Katie could have invented it so it. I, when you said it broke down, I assumed you meant like into mulch that you that put too. on your garden. But that it, too. That so, as well. Yeah. So you push a button and it folds down into a little box and then, and then you has, throw it on the garden. No, you don't
2: it, even have to throw it on the garden. It has little legs that come <laughs> up and it
0: It walks to the nearest, the nearest bit of turf or grass or garden that finds it, buries itself. It goes, oh, they they could use a little nutrients over here. Yeah, nourishes the earth. Yeah. And uh, that is all Katie's work
2: Sure, you could press a button and use that box again, but nah.
0: It makes sense that Katie, from deep within the Fortress of the Moles, invented something that does self-bury itself.
1: Exactly right. Uh,
0: And finally from me, I'd love to thank from Fremantle. Beautiful Fremantle. It's all been Australia so far, if you assume the Fortress of the Moles is in Australia. (laughs) Uh, I'd love to thank... Christy Philippitch, Philipitch. Christy Filipich, oh, I love who that. who invented, uh, you know, horses. Yeah. Well, she invented <laughs> um, small ones. No, not small ones. <laughs> tiny ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How tiny? How tiny? Like
0: pocket-sized horses. Yeah, and you add water to them, and they go. They're right. Like they're not. They're AI, but she. If you you feed them water, they grow to full horse size, but they're in your pocket. So you can, you know, you ride a horse, a robot horse to work, and then... um,
2: How do you make it small to put it back in your pocket?
0: uh, You go, whoa, Nelly.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes it. And small. then they
0: shrink down. So why why
2: don't you just say like "haya" to make it big?
0: Oh, well, that's a good. That's a good than note. The water. That is a good note for Christy. Christy, maybe take that on board because not everyone has water. And what happens if it rains? Yeah, and then, you then
2: your horse, your pockets, on explodes. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good idea, though.
0: Yeah, it's a great idea. It's just a little just a tweaking, uh, a tweaking. Only one tweak there that we're yeah. suggesting. Maybe just another word uh cue for it to every
2: time i grow. water the plants in my house and mm. i'm carrying the watering can through the house i always like mime that i'm watering the dog <laughs> to make him a big dog
0: yeah well there you go a bit of fun maybe that's where christy got the idea he's always like what are From you From watching you yeah what are your dog Stop
2: watching me christy but the horse i do very good
0: would you like to thank a few of our great supporters? I would
2: absolutely love to. From Stanmore in New South Wales, I would love to thank Brendan Myhill.
0: Brendan Myhill. Brendan. Wow. What has Brendan invented? You got something here?
2: Brendan has invented... Nah, what I was going to say is essentially a walkie-talkie. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, yeah, that's, I was thinking the same. It's a walkie-talkie for smells.
1: Oh. So
0: you go, oh, my God, this beautiful scent. Say you you go oh, I, w- I really wish someone could smell this beautiful flower. Yeah. So you just walkie-talkie it and you're like, uh check out the smell. Over, oh, They can also hear. And then, um, yeah, wow. you just have a
2: sniff. Do you think people would use that for, like... It's a
0: walkie-smelly. <laughs> <laughs> <Would> people- <laughs> <laughs> Do you
2: think, like, siblings, for example, might use that to trick their siblings into smelling their farts.
0: Yeah, you go, hey, check out this beautiful smell okay. I, I just created yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the lab. And yeah. they smell it. The lab's what I call my butt.
2: Yeah. It would be good for like when you're shopping for a new perfume and yeah. you want your friend's opinion. Yeah. What do you think of this one? They'll say, too woody
0: for you. Yeah, that's you know? very woody. Yeah. And you go, yeah, you're right. I was just letting you smell a tree.
1: <laughs> Got ya.
0: Got ya. You passed the test. Well All right, done. now here's a real... Sent for you to try. So, Brendan Gr- invented the, <laughs> the walkie smelly. The walkie smelly.
2: I would also like to thank from Beaconsfield here in Victoria, Lydia.
0: Lydia. I love the name Lydia. Beaconsfield. That's, that's just outside Melbourne, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Not too far. Lydia has invented a, uh, you know, like people always like Google their symptoms and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. Doctor Google,
2: yeah, like WebMD and stuff like that. And people are always like, oh, it's I'm dying. Well, Lydia has actually invented a a testing system. It's sort of like it was inspired actually by like rapid tests and stuff. And you just you shove it up your nose, and it just tells you everything that's wrong with you.
0: That's so good. That's doctors a, hater. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, Lydia. I reckon. Yeah, I I felt like that was that feels like the future, right? But the future is today because of Lydia's invention. Exactly
2: right. Elizabeth uh, Holmes tried to do like blood those tiny little blood. T- yeah. No, Lydia's like Pff, step and you, aside. And
0: you wear like your your watch. Yeah. And it just gives you a reading, and so you ca- it catches cancer straight away. Yeah. It catches you go oh you're a bit low on vitamin D or yeah. you you need a bit more calcium or whatever, and yeah. it tells you exactly exactly what you're missing. Yeah. Or what you need or what's happening with your body. That's that's amazing, Lydia. That's gonna save lives. A very commendable invention. Well done.
2: Brendan feels silly for the walkie smelly now, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know... (laughs) There's 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 something for everyone. Lydia did get to her lab that day by uh, by catching her horse. (laughs) So... So there you go. uh,
2: And uh, I would also love to thank... Next, I would love to thank from Quebec in Canada, Sam Sutherland.
0: Sam Sutherland. Uh, Sam invented the uh vegetable pig, <laughs> so <it's, laughs> yeah, you know so vegetarians vegans etc some eh, of them some well, of them miss meat, yeah some of them would love to eat meat. People
2: say I could go vegetarian uh if it wasn't for bacon they say yeah. people say that all the time,
0: so what Sam has done he's what <laughs> she has got. Uh, the technology now to make vegetables yeah. uh, sentient. So, <laughs> so, no, they they feel, mm-hmm. they think, they yeah. have emotions. Yeah. But also, uh, has been able to make them in the shape and taste and smell like pigs. That's incredible. So they're basically they're basically pigs in every way. Yeah. Apart from they they don't have organs and stuff. Yeah. Right. So people who. <laughs> <laughs> so people who, who miss me who miss me yeah and are only vegetarians be- or vegan because they're grossed out by organs they don't care about killing things with feelings yeah it's fine so it's a neat it's a small mar- uh, yeah. you know, market but there is a market there there's and there's a sam's gap in th- that market sam's found that gap
2: so it's for vegetarians vegans does it taste like pig
0: Tastes like pig
2: So they miss that taste They miss the taste And they also don't care About killing Well they they
0: actually They miss the idea That uh, their food Costs a lot
2: (laughs) Yeah So So it's not even That they They don't mind it They actually They crave
0: They're just a bit Grossed out by organs Yeah 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 I get
2: that I get that yeah, so, this is the perfect yeah. middle ground. I think I might be in that group, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do miss that most of my food just comes from stuff that's grown in the ground.
0: And I mean, this helps prove that vegetables can feel and think. Yeah. So, really.
2: That's incredible.
0: It's bu- um, that's a beautiful invention. Uh, really, <laughs> really creating Vegetable a freak pink. of nature here.
2: <laughs> and, you know, and then that, that provides more jobs, doesn't yeah. it? More farmers out there with their vegetable pigs. Yeah, yeah. They're they a low cost kind they, of. Yeah,
0: they don't have to. They don't eat. Um, no, because they so you, vegetable. So you don't need big paddocks and stuff. Yeah. So you can factory farm them. Yeah. It, it's awful for them. <laughs> they don't feel good. The pigs uh, have a horrific time. <laughs> So Sam, like honestly, Sam, I don't know. It's mixed, yeah, it's a mixed sort of result. With I, I, love what you're going for though. But again, like
2: that's what good business is about: is finding those niche gaps in the market and being the only one to fill them.
1: Yeah, that's you know?
2: right. Um, so thank you, Sam, and and the world thanks you. Yeah. And finally, I would love to thank from Williamsport in PA, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, go Penguins.
2: I would love to thank Andrew Schuler.
0: Or go Flyers, depending on where in pennsylvania you are i got caught up on that out on that ages ago uh, whenever Did pennsylvania you? came up i'd always say go penguins and someone's like uh if you're closer to philadelphia you'll actually go for the flyers and that's they're our arch enemies <laughs> so like, Fuck. sorry <laughs> sorry what uh, a faux pas that's that's embarrassing for you go faux pas
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is andrew Inventive. All right, let's,
0: this is the last one. Let's come up with it together. So, I'll give, you the fir- I'll give you sort of the overall thing and then you sort of zone in on it. Okay. Uh, it is new technology with a microchip that allows uh, you to feel... Love. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is a big one. This is actually really I've big. I've been wondering, what is love? What is for love? For so long.
2: And so many people like you, Matt, <laughs> have been have been wondering what yeah. is love
0: what, what is love and for so i ask many you that mainly off pod yeah probably haven't, but i ask you that all the time
2: all the time just
0: what is love and i
2: say matt not now um i don't know how to explain it to you i don't know how to explain this feeling yeah and now because you
0: love love don't oh, you oh god i love love you're one of the biggest love lovers i know yeah i'd
2: say that's I'm like, what is true. and
0: what does that even mean how do you love love yeah what is love to love yeah I want to love to love. Yeah. I love the idea of loving to love, but I don't even know what that means. I know. I know.
2: Well, you've got to get onto Andrew's new technology. It is incredibly expensive. But for so many people who never quite find love or, you know, uh, too career focused, Mm. (laughs) get to the end of their lives and realize they have nothing. The work won't be there with them on their deathbed.
0: They're the only people who can afford this exactly invention.
2: Right. You've got to have worked for a very long time in a high-paying job. Um, and, yeah, it'll allow you to feel love for up to five minutes. It's crazy. It's so good.
0: <laughs> Andrew, you're doing God's work. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. It's can weird. I get
0: a sample, Andrew? Just on please. A, please. He send
1: needs Send me the this. chip. Uh, uh, thank so you
0: so much. Thank you, Andrew, Sam, Lydia, Brendan, Christy, Katie, Paige, David, and MLSque. Uh, I reckon that's the most Aussies we've had. Yeah, that, was, that was huge. Brings a tear to my eye. It's gorgeous. God bless Australia uh, uh, and Quebec uh, and uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we are good. <laughs> we are good. We are good. We are good. We are good. God. And we are good. But honestly,
2: like... We are girt, aren't we? We are so freaking girt. We are Gert. so freaking girt. We couldn't get any more GERT. And um, and people not in Australia are like, what are they talking about?
0: It's one of the key lines in our national anthem. We're
2: girt by sea, okay? We are so
0: fucking girt right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, well that brings us to the final thing we like to do. We thank a few of our long-term supporters. They're welcomed into the Triptage Club. These are people who have been on the shout-out level or above for three straight years. Uh, Bob. You're normally serving a drink in this club. Yep. So I'm standing on the door. I'm the doorman. I'm opening up the velvet rope. I've got the doorless. I'm going to welcome these people in. Once they come in, they'll grab a drink off you at the bar. What What are you serving up today? What's well, the heady Lamar?
2: Austria is known for uh, red and white wine, although white wine is uh, more commonly known. Uh, and uh, so maybe a Riesling.
0: Or a Riesling, yeah. A Riesling, Riesling, Riesling is the cocktail, cocktail. Oh, of today. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, Dave normally books a band. Do you have a band? Oh. Uh, what's a, What about the Future Heads? Oh, that's good. The Future Heads who are a band. I can't... I think they had a they How had a, they had a Triple J hit back in the day. can't okay. remember what it was. But um, they had a great Christmas song called uh, Christmas Was Better in the 80s.
2: There is a um, a, a band... From Sydney called Hedy Lamar, and they're an angry girl band of your <laughs> dreams, echoing Letters to Cleo with B52 harmonies. Oh, that sounds that great. That sounds great. Let's get them on board. All
0: right. Uh, future heads, you got the flick.
1: <laughs> get out of here.
0: So Hedy Lamar's playing. Uh, grab yourself a Riesling. Now, I'm going to welcome, uh, there's four names today. Dave normally is the hype man, Jess. I'm Uh, gonna have to hype. You're up for the hype. Yeah, but I
2: don't want any of your classic negativity. No, no, I'm gonna step in your
0: role and you're gonna hype me. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's do it. These are the four. This is the big finish of the show. First up, I'd love to thank from Aberdeen in Scotland. It's Andrew McLeod,
2: the best dancer I've ever
0: seen. Yes, Jess, you are naming this (laughs) so much better than Dave from (laughs) Reynoldsburg, Reynoldsburg. In Ohio, God's country in the United States, it's Jared Schaefer. Jared Schaefer is is here! Yes, Bob, (laughs) yes, you're doing it! How does Dave do this? And from Gainesville in Florida in the United States, it's Linda Moulton. Oh, is that molten lava? It's hot in here. (laughs) No, Linda's here. And finally, from Warrenton in Virginia in uh, the United States, it's Taylor Edgar.
2: From Warrenton, I'm Warranton for nothing because Taylor's here. (laughs) Jared Schaefer really got hard done by in that whole thing. Can you think of anything for Jared Schaefer?
0: Jared Schaefer from Reynoldsburg in Ohio. Ohio, my lord. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh.
2: I'm so happy.
0: Jared Schaefer, you are making me... I'll never be late for you because (laughs) you're always the first thing on my to-do list. Yes! No, that's fine,
2: that's fine. Like like calling Jared would be the first thing. Yes, that's right. Uh, Yes, Matt!
0: Thank you, Taylor, Linda, Jared and Andrew. Welcome into the club, make yourselves at home and enjoy a Riesling and (laughs) the great angry music of Hedy Lamarr. That brings us to the end of the episode. Bop, anything we need to say before we... Move on Just to remind
2: people with again,
0: their lives. <laughs> with
2: lives uh, just to remind people again that we are doing uh, our quiz show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and also alongside that, we are doing four live podcasts in Melbourne: Sunday, the third of April; tenth of April; seventeenth of April; twenty-fourth of April. Eight forty-five, the European Beer Cafe. Um, they're always such a good time. Uh, and uh, we would absolutely love to see you there. So grab your tickets um, and, you know, secure your place.
0: Yeah. a couple, of, one, At least one or two of the shows will have some, uh, some of your favourite uh, guest hosts from uh, over the years, maybe maybe fifth and sixth Beatle type maybe. people. Maybe. We don't know. We'll we can't see. say. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks so much for listening again. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Uh, Dave will be back. It'll be the classic three. Mm -hmm. Back in your feed once more. Until then, I will say later. Bye.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen